Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. What if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that's exactly what you'll get. They can help you in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job or a new full-time role, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com. That's ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The hits just keep coming in NBA free agency and against Fernando Rodney. He sucks. The Diamondbacks should have known that when they signed that guy. Wow, what a blown save. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, rather than do a full rant about a regular season baseball game, most of the people that would hear this rant are not able to hear the show right now in L.A. We're covered up by post-game Dodger programming. So I'm not going – I'm going to save you from that because you don't want to hear about that, right? You don't care about that. That's my personal joy. And I know, judging by the reaction I get, you don't care about my personal joy. So I will not wax poetically about a four-run rally to open up a five-and-a-half game lead in a division. I will not do that. I will save that rant. We'll do it later. So we will just we'll hold off on that. And uh, I, I am not a Knicks guy. I know uh, Jason Smith was in these parts earlier on Fox Sports Radio. He was ranting hysterically, uh, ranting and raving about Tim Hardaway Jr. Relax. Who apparently uh, is very valuable to the Knicks, and they, they gave him uh, $71 million. Good for him. He's won the New York lottery. He gets to go back to New York from the Atlanta Hawks and the shooting guard that plays no defense and a – I was trying to remember what was said in that manifesto that was sent out by Phil Jackson's guy when the Zen master left defending every player that he got rid of. And I believe Hardaway was in there, and Hardaway was trashed. 
And that was ghost written by someone other than Phil, but it came from from Phil Jackson. So there's a great value in six six shooting guards who have a breakout season when they average less than fifteen points a game. That's a very valuable commodity. In the NBA. But there is other stuff uh, that caught my attention. How about the story out of Dallas? The Mavericks have agreed to a two-year extension with Dirk Nowitzki. He's going to stick around at least for one more year. It's a, a year and a year option. $10 million. So $10 million for Dirk to stay in Dallas. Nowitzki has said in the past that he wants to play a couple more years in the NBA. And so this is likely it in the last two years of his contract. He will be in his 20th season for the Mavericks this upcoming NBA season when we get done with all these baseball games and, and football starts and all that. Uh, so he'll be there, and that will tie him with Kobe Bryant for the longest run in NBA history for playing for only one team, which that'll get you a cup of coffee and a cookie, possibly. I don't know if you get the cookie, but you get a cup of coffee with that. And in Dallas basketball, in that world, Dirk Nowitzki, we know, is worshipped. And he's worshipped because he's been there a long time. People know who he is, and they won a championship. They, he was the key player on a team that beat the big, bad LeBron James-led Miami Heatles back in the day. So the question is this. This is obviously way below what the going rate is for anybody in the NBA. If Tim Hardaway, is, I know he's 15 years younger, but he's getting – uh, $71 million, and Dirk Davinsky's getting $10 million or $5 million a year for two years. And we're very concerned about the finances and the 401K of the athletes that we follow, yes? I mean, I spent a lot of time worrying about whether or not they're going to be able to pay their mortgage for their third house and if they can afford the, the private air travel. You know, so these, are, these are issues. All right, so what do you make of what is – Obviously, a very team-friendly contract. So I had two opposite reactions here when I when I heard about the Nowitzki news. The first one was reasonable, and the other one I had was foolish. <laughs> so these are like two opposite reactions. These are two opposite. You know, you can't. Be, you, if you're reasonable, you're often not foolish. But I'll tell you why I came up with that. A, you got to consider the limitations. Of Dirk Nowitzki. He is no longer the centerpiece on a good team in the NBA. The Mavericks have eroded. The roster sucks. Garbage in, garbage out. Now, Dirk Nowitzki, in small doses, proved to be a pretty effective player last season on a sorrowful Dallas team. Not that many people, even in the greater Dallas area, were going out of their way to watch Mavericks basketball because why would you? So it is reasonable to take a lower contract and continue to play 25 minutes a game, stay with the Mavericks. He's 39 years old. And in reality, $5 million per year, while by NBA standards, that is chump change. Real world, not chump change. But it does qualify as that dreaded hometown discount. And it, it, it also, I had this other reaction to. This is a slap in the face at Kobe Bryant. Because right? Kobe Bryant, not only was he a basketball player, he sucked every dollar out of the Lakers the final two years 
in Los Angeles, and he made sure he stuck around to get every penny. Not a dime back. Not a dime back. And, and Los Angeles paid a washed-up, broken bag of bones, $48 million as a novelty act, a basketball freak show as Kobe went around and got goodies and they sold ridiculously priced merchandise with Kobe's picture on it, and people, the lemmings, just bought him up. And so the Lakers probably came out ahead in that, even though they paid him all that money. But but you look at this contract, Nowitzki's taking 21% in yearly salary compared to what the Black Mamba got his final two years in L.A. Talking about the difference between $24 million a year and $5 million a year. So in reality, the, the big German is mocking Kobe Bryant. He also gets the social media applause. When you take what is perceived to be less money, you know how this works, right? You take less money and you everyone just applauds you. Oh, what a what a great move. What a boy, he really cares about the team. It's pandering. It's pandering to the team first crowd. They love it. Of course, at your job, would you take less? Especially in a case like this where the team's not not doing poorly financially. So he's being called a team guy and a role model for all future veterans. Those are all things that are being said about Dirk Nowitzki. They're throwing it all around. Now, the second part of this, while I did say, and I do believe this, it is reasonable considering that Dirk Nowitzki is a backup-type player at the end of his career. is a reasonable contract, certainly from the team perspective. But then you got to go the other direction. It is also foolish – at the same time, you never leave money on the table. If I'm going to sit here and rip Kevin Durant for taking less money from the Warriors, then I also have to rip Dirk Nowitzki just the same. This is not a charity situation. Mark Cuban, thanks to selling a business at the perfect time, right? That audio website sold to Yahoo, made all his money, and he's made more money. Money makes money. Mark Cuban's worth $3.4 billion. The Mavericks franchise, in the last 15 years, the Mavericks were valued in 2003, they were valued at $300 million. It's a good amount of money, $300 million. You know how much the Mavericks are worth right now? According to the Forbes estimate, the Dallas Mavericks basketball club is worth $1.4 billion. Damn! Now, who's been the meal ticket for much of that? Dirk Nowitzki. He's the one that's been there through that and helped the Mavericks have their success. They they stink now. So we're talking about a business that is the polar opposite of hemorrhaging cash. Now, there should be no salary cap. I don't need to give you that rant. I, I give the rant like every other week. I give a rant how there should be no salary cap. It's draconian. It's stupid. It's dumb. It's socialism in sports. But it continues. Everyone else seems to like it other than me. I'm the only one yelling this. Now, the last point. While Kobe Bryant took advantage of the Lakers' generosity, it's like, these guys are that stupid? They're going to give me this contract? I'm going to take it. Mark Cuban, on the other hand, really played Dirk Nowitzki. Knowing that Dirk did not want to go to another city, he didn't want to play for another team outside of the Mavericks. So Cuban had all the leverage in this. and it's, it's, You can say it's a nice compromise, but this is not a compromise. A compromise would have been like half of the Kobe contract. That would have been a compromise. 
You get 21% on the yearly salary of Kobe's golden parachute. It's not like Dallas has any other marketable players. There's no one you've ever heard of on the Mavericks. And so this is all pocket change, and Nowitzki, he's hinted at the fact that he does not want to have one of those nauseating, repulsive, Kobe Bryant-like farewell tours, which is nice. It's noble if that's actually true. I would think, though, don't don't you think that Mark Cuban, this is about my position, Mark Cuban's going to want that. He's going to want the sappy cornball retirement tour because it makes money. It's a great revenue generator. The Mavericks stink. They're going to stink again next year. And so they could steal the business model from the Lakers and all the lemming Laker fans that paid 40 bucks for T-shirts and 50 bucks for caps and all that. They could do the same thing. Maybe the Mavericks don't sell as many. They could also choreograph that final game. They could call the NBA up and say, when Dirk plays his final game, we want to play the Utah Jazz, and we'd like him to score like one more point than Kobe scored in his rigged game, uh, that rigged deal against the Jazz. And then at the end of it, we could have the balloons, the cake, and the confetti. That's called the Kobe package is what it is when you play your final game. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox, and we bring in Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Hey, congratulations on your Clippers on uh, signing some guy that uh, I've never heard of. No, no, this guy is a EuroLeague sensation. And that's an act of disrespect. The EuroLeague is the best league in the world. Milos Tadosic is his name. And basketball is his game. (laughs) Never heard of This guy's going to lie. Who did he play for last year? He played in Russia. He's he's Russia. I did a scouting report. I, I care, Eddie, about my job. I did my scouting report. I did my due diligence. I know everything about this guy. He's Ricky Rubio with a jump shot is what he is. He is going to – no one's going to even remember Chris Paul played for the Clippers when this guy gets out there on the court. Milos <laughs> Tadosic, the great savior of the Euro League, a former – I'm going to play hockey with a hockey fan. This guy was the Euro <laughs> League MVP, Eddie. He's one of wow. the great assist men of all time. Six years ago, he was in the EuroLeague MVP. Yeah. Maybe the but, Clippers should move to the EuroLeague. No, no, no. They're a playoff team. This has uh-huh. to. This reaffirms my bet. <laughs> this reaffirms my position. Yeah. Me and Milos, Milos Tadosic is going to light up the NBA. And I'm saying his name as much as I can because I spent about 30 minutes learning his name. So Milos Tadosic, I love this guy. Well, Great. what's not to love? I mean, come on. Full Maller monologue League, coming up. Uh, star. Full Maller monologue on that. We'd like to alert all He's our He's the affiliates. best Russian player since? Uh, since uh, Arvidas Sabonis. Ooh. Is that a good one? Uh, I was going for Andre Karolinko, maybe. But, Andre, uh, yeah. Andre Karolinko, the thing we all remember about him is yeah, that he had the, the hall pass. Yeah. yeah. I mean, every guy wants the hall pass, and he had the hall pass. He had the hall pass. Also, uh, I don't know if you're going to mention it, but uh, yeah. Vince Carter uh, signs. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Twenty years next year will be his twentieth well, season. Sign a twenty-year contract in the he, NBA. Well, he's barely in the NBA. He's going to play in Sacramento, which is kind of like you're kind yeah, of. It's, it's like playing better for, than the Russian league. It's like playing for Tampa Bay and Bill Clinton baseball. was president when he came into the league. Yeah. Well, didn't Vince Carter and Dirk Nowitzki start in the same draft? Weren't they? I think they were drafted the same year, I believe. So. I do not know that. How many tickets are the Kings going to sell? They've got Zach Randolph and Vince Carter. That's Those are the two new pickups for the Sacramento Kings. 
Love not, you, not, big. not many. Well, I mean, you know, I've been to Sacramento. I have some friends there. I've been there, too. It's, it's a uh, nice city. It's yeah. nice and, you know, not much to do. So they probably sell some tickets regardless. Well, Phil, remember Phil Jackson 20 years ago had the, he did the, Kel, uh, the cowbell. Yes. The, that it, was a, uh, for, for a short time, that was a very legitimate little rivalry they had going yeah. on. Yeah, and the Kings would have gotten the NBA Finals if the NBA officials had not made sure the Lakers got to the Finals that year. The Tim Donahue special. In the Western Finals. Now, no, it's not wrong. It's accurate. Go back and look at the tape. It's not wrong. It's accurate. It's an accurate statement of, of record. I got to have more cowbell. It's a dark day <laughs> in NBA history. It's an accurate statement. I wish I could spend my whole time talking about how great Fernando Rodney is. As oh. long as he plays for teams other than the teams I like, I love Fernando Rodney. Because you know when Fernando Rodney is in the other <laughs> bullpen, you got a chance. You got a shot. The game's never over when Fernando Rodney is the other team's closer. It's not, I would advise the Diamondbacks. Oh, seriously, as a an enemy combatant, I would advise the Diamondbacks to trade for a, a relief pitcher and release Fernando Rodney. That would be my advice. If this guy's on your team, you are you are not a legitimate threat. You are not a legitimate threat. And I don't care. Oh, he's pitched okay. The number the numbers are misleading. You know, you hear all that. You say, well, no, he hasn't pitched that well. His ERA is like almost six this year. Garbage is what it is. God. Garbage. What's he got? Does he still have the plantain? Is he still doing that thing? He's got the five. Does he have five blown saves now? Is that? I think he's got five blown saves. Maybe this was number six. I don't have the numbers not, in front I'm of me. I'm not keeping track yeah. of Fernando Rodney's blown saves. Why not? Sorry. What's wrong with you? This is very important. All right, we'll take your phone calls. You know the number we'd love to have. We're going to do a newbie night, too. Maybe we'll, next week we'll do a newbie night. And should I invite Lenny Dykstra in? We have some, like a list of people that want to come in and hang out with. I don't know whether to contact these people and get them to come in. Next week would be the perfect week to do that. It's the all-star break in baseball. Plenty of time. We have a blank canvas of talk radio. And so we could do an hour talking about Lenny Dykstra doing drugs and then an hour of him gambling and then an hour of, you know, the uh, sex and all that. Perfect. That's three hours of radio. That's uh, the Ben Maller Show. Again, your phone calls, the whole thing. You can get at us and... On Twitter, at Ben Maller, the Facebook page, Ben Maller Show. LeBron James, the recruiter. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow me, Eddie Garcia. I'm at Eddie on Fox. Go, King Eddie. It's got the beta king. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Majestic Maniac writes in says, Ben, how dare you? How dare you talk so much truth and reason in your opening Maller monologue? Sorry. Apologize. Actually, no, I don't apologize. That's a lie. Uh, Ernie says, Ben, with the insane, ridiculous amount of money being thrown around, in the basketball world of the NBA, how about Colin Kaepernick try out for the Knicks? Yeah. Hey, I have refrained. I have shown refrain. All right, there have been some Colin Kaepernick-related stories. I have stayed away from them. He's irrelevant to me right now, and uh, I wish I, I, I had the name and the number of that guy I wanted to wager their job. Remember that bet we made? Some guy in San Francisco, they called up. He's all, Kaepernick's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. And the bet I made, I wanted to make, was he won't start four more games as a, an NFL QB. And 
He's going to start another game. He's not going to make a team. He's not going anywhere. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. Let's go to Jeff in Chandler, Arizona, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Jeff. Ben and crew, I love you guys. Now, look, I'm going to give you each a big kiss on the cheek. Ben, this is a non-gay kiss on the cheek. Danny. Pucker up, pucker up, Eddie. Eddie. You going to kiss him back? Hey. That was a little peck. You going to kiss him back? You know? You're not going to kiss him back? Yeah. <laughs> I want no kiss well, back. Why don't, we, why don't we cuddle now? Now that we've kissed, we got to cuddle. Uh, I will cuddle. I will cuddle. He's a cuddler, Eddie. The guy likes yeah. to cuddle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. It's hard to find. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> What's wrong with cuddling, dude? <laughs> Nothing. I... I want to have what you're having. That's what I want. I want a little bit of what all you're right, having. All right. Do you want me to blow into the phone? <laughs> no, no. You've already, oh, you've heard the show before. Okay, you've heard the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what liquor store did you rob tonight? What uh, what you doing? Uh, well, there's a lot of liquor. All right, here we go. <laughs> so it's, well, uh, you're, see, you're the good kind of drunk, though, because uh, seriously, because uh, like, uh, there's, there's two kinds. There's the angry drunk, which we don't like. Yeah, that's Mark, the full name guy. He was the angry drunk. He'd call up and rant and rave. <laughs> you handle yourself, Ben Mallard. Threaten to kill me. You're the kind of guy that just wants to make out with me. I like that. That's fine. I'm okay. I, I don't want to make out. Well, you just started. I, you kissed I, me on the radio. You just kissed me. I'm a man. I'm married. On the cheek. Your Johnson. I don't know if it was on the cheek or not. I don't know what's going on. I got an intimacy kit for $27. That's really? A, that's yes. A, that's a lot of flirtation, sir. It's a lot of flirtation. Yeah. What kind of whiskey are you drinking tonight? Uh, it is uh, Jim Beam. Jim <laughs> Look Beam. at you. You don't hear this during the day. No, no, no. You don't hear this kind of radio during the day. This is a nighttime radio. No. Yes. I uh, agree. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I'm talking. When did you start yeah. drinking? You don't even remember when you, you haven't stopped drinking, so you don't know when you started to drink, right? No. You want to know? All right, here we go. <laughs> uh, so I took my son to the uh, oh, psychologist oh, oh, at six thirty, yeah. and uh, he, he, oh boy, you know I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to talk about him dying. All right, here we go. All right, go ahead. Well, well, no, 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 don't, don't, we're having fun with you here. It was a sad story. No, right? I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. All right. So you've been drinking a while. All and... right. Fernando Rodney. <laughs> yes. Oh! That's actually how he said God, I want your son to die. I don't know if I'm going to die. I, I like that he's pitching for the Diamondbacks. I hope he stays healthy <laughs> and they keep him in the bullpen. I, I like that. As a Dodger apologist, I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> he's, turning, he's, turning, he's turning into a Chewbacca ripoff or something like that. I, I, I got, Jeff, I got to go. Thank you, Jeff, though. We, we love you, Jeff, and uh, please don't drive anywhere. Do not leave your house. can't remember the last time I was kissed by a man. Uh, man. Homosexual. Should we contact someone? Is that? I feel like I've been harassed here. Should we sue someone? I, I don't know. Is that the new thing to do? I. Man, that's workplace harassment. I used to play with guys when I was a kid. Uh, shocking. All right. Uh, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. So what do we make of this LeBron James recruiting story? 
Yes, LeBron. Now, last I saw LeBron, he was smoking cigars at a deserted beach bar in some exotic location around the world. Uh, now we are told that LeBron James has been u- using his Jedi-like powers to try to convince the great Jamal Crawford, past his prime, uh, to come to Cleveland, to the land, and Jamal Crawford is said uh, to be, quote, very interested in joining the Cavaliers. Is this real or is this fake? I think it's fake, and I'll tell you why. Because in the last 72 hours, I have heard three different tales about Jamal Crawford. And if you pay attention to this kind of stuff, you've heard the three tales also. Uh, one of them was that Jamal Crawford had a serious interest in playing for the Lakers. He wanted to play with Lonzo Ball. That was one of the stories. That apparently is bogus. Then there was a story that you want to play for the Warriors. Well, that makes sense. Why wouldn't you want to play for the Golden State Warriors? They're going to win the championship. You're guaranteed to be on a team that's going to win the NBA Finals, and that's always fun. You get to parade the whole thing. And now we're supposed to believe that Cleveland is the team. Here's what I believe. I believe these stories are made up. That's what I believe. I I believe there is no story. Crawford could end up with Cleveland. He could end up with the Lakers. He could end up with the Warriors. But to these stories, this is what we call spitballing. You're just throwing something out there. You think, it makes sense. It's likely to happen. So we'll throw it out there and see how it goes. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. No tipping. At least no real tipping. We'll get to that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break. But first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now here's Ben Maller. We definitely have a bromance going on the on the show. Frank in L.A. says, how nice of Joe Namath to call into the program. Very kind. Yeah, it was nice. I'm surprised Joe's up this late. He's old, and I guess when you're older, you have trouble sleeping, so maybe that's why. Uh, Jeopardy Al, our old buddy Jeopardy Al in Kansas City, says, what's really the difference between Jed who fled and Real Talk? Uh, that guy at least kisses your face. From uh, Jeopardy. I want to kiss you. Ernie says that was the most entertaining call ever by Real Talk. Really enjoyed that phone call from Real Talk. Uh, it was pretty good. Uh, not bad at all. Okay, let's say hello to Frank in San Antonio, who's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Frank. Hey, Ben. Hey, hey, Ben, the Dodgers were lucky tonight. Uh, they put Fernando Rodney in because he pitches like a, a nine-year-old girl. <laughs> yes, he does. Thank what you. about a nine-year-old girl? <laughs> that's the one guy that appreciates Angry Bill's work. There's one person that's like, I kind of like that guy, Angry Bill. Mark, the full name guy, is in Santa Barbara on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Mark, the full name guy. Hello, Ben Maller. So, you know, Ben Maller, I remember, I'm so old, I remember when PEDs referred to pediatricians. You know, I'm so old. (laughs) I remember when I actually thought that having my tonsil removed was major surgery. I'm so old. I remember when food tasted good. 
You're so old. <laughs> you remember when you're so old jokes were good. That's how old you are. Shut up, Ben Maller. Yeah. Hey, you know, I, I, I kind of resent you calling me an angry drunk. I'm just angry. I'm not drunk. Well, you're not drunk anymore, but you were, and now you've gone to rehab and you've cleaned Man, yourself up. Wait and... a minute. You take that back. I was not drunk. I don't drink, Ben Maller. <laughs> you, you fool. You threatened to kill me. I mean, it's justifiable well, that's homicide. Of the way you are. You what did I do? I didn't do anything. I didn't do anything. I was doing a radio show. Mr. Silky Soliloquy. Okay. That's not good. I, I don't like it. Of course you don't like it. That's not going to make the hierarchy of the nickname list. It will not. Uh, yeah, it's not as good as the spin master of misinformation. That's, that's huh? in there. That is in there. It's on my <laughs> list. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, Ben Mauer, you know, your filibustering uh, on the Dodgers would drive any New Yorker born in Brooklyn in 1955 to distraction. That's a, that's and a small a firestorm. It's a small group. They, they, would, they too would consider justifiable homicide. Well, you did. So you're banned for the show, for, <laughs> banned from the show for about a year. No, you know what I really resent? I'll tell you what I really resent, Ben Miller. That really lunatic care. in Montana who actually thought that I was serious or said that she thought I was actually serious about that. I, nobody, knows you know, you, nobody knows what you're talking about. All right? Nobody knows. Jammy in Montana. You know what? I'm being funny once in a while. I've heard you say some of the stupidest things about the callers on this show. Uh-oh. And Tammy Montana, you ain't one of them. All right. Uh-oh. 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 Thank you. Go away. Is there a full moon? Is something going on here? Do we have... That's old school. How about a lace teddy? Is there something I need to know about? Can we check? I, I don't. I, I got to check the calendar, the moon calendar. So, all right. now one of my favorite NBA tales years ago when the Chicago Bulls had a player by the name of Scotty Pippen. Uh, I had a, a guy, one of my big listeners in Hollywood, and he would give me the lowdown on when the Bulls were in LA to play the Lakers or the Clippers, and on who he would report back to me on who was generous and who wasn't generous. And he confirmed the rumors in those days that Scottie Pippen was very frugal and that he had the nickname No Tippin' Pippen was his nickname. Well, I bring up that because there's a basketball player named Andre Robertson. You familiar with Andre Robertson? He just got a... Who? Never heard of him. He just got a big contract this week. One of the many faceless NBA players that is laughing all the way to the bank. Uh, Andre Robertson, who agreed to a three-year, $30 million contract with Oklahoma City. Why do I bring that up? Because Andre Robertson was at a restaurant, and the the total came to $487.13. That was how much the total was. Now, how much do you think Andre Robertson tipped? How much do you think he t- uh Well, the, it's obviously not a lot because I'm mentioning it on the radio. The uh, the $500 bill, after signing a $30 million contract, Andre Robertson left $13.97. <laughs> that, was, that was the tip, 
and uh, he had visited a bar, and he had a bottle of a four a four hundred eighty seven dollar bottle of uh, alcohol that he had purchased, and the bartender realizing I've just sold a essentially a five hundred dollar bottle of booze, I'm gonna make a really nice tip on this because this is a baller, this is a ball player that makes a lot of money, and uh, the the guy. Tipped him thirteen dollars and nineteen ninety seven cents because you want. But it's easier when you do your finances if it's an even number. So he wanted to round up to five hundred, so he rounded up to five hundred, and the receipt got plastered on the internet. The bartender posted the the copy of it. Now is this fair or not fair? Now I Andre, remember that time Ben, you what? thought you gave that guy in Bakersfield the dollar. Oh 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 yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the the tip that I I wasn't sure. I thought, well, this guy, uh, Robertson, re- replied. He said, I should not have had to tip you. It was just a bottle at a bar. There was no service. Now I can see if it was a club. You're reaching, he said. So who's right? Are you going to take the side of the bartender or are you going to take the side of the ball player? Here's where it gets dicey. First of all, I, I generally agree with Andre Robertson. If, if I go pick up food, when I was single, and I would go to a restaurant and I would pick up food, it always bothered me when I'd pay for the food and they had that tip thing. And I'm thinking, well, I did the work. I came here. I picked up the food. I'm taking it home. Why should I tip on takeout? And I, I might have thrown a couple bucks in there, but I never tipped more than like two bucks on takeout. And it bothered me even to do that. The other side of this is the fact that this guy clearly was aware that Andre Robertson was a ball player and knew that he had money. And when you have that kind of money, the expectation is it, it goes with the contract. you got to be tipping. You are someone that is well compensated. People know how much you make. you got to tip. Uh, what side are you on, Eddie? Which side are you on? Uh, I'm on the waiter's side. You're on the waiter's side. This yeah. guy should have tipped more? Yes. But the guy didn't provide – Robertson's right. He didn't provide any service. According to Robertson, he just picked up the bottle of booze. Doesn't matter. It does matter. I mean, if he had sat at, apparently he didn't sit at the bar. I I assume from this response that he didn't sit at the bar. But uh, Robertson, uh, he he said, as I said, he should not have had to have tipped. And the responses were were pretty amusing. The guy actually replied back. The the bartender said, "You obviously have no tact whatsoever." And he says, have you worked in this industry before? Don't jump on this train, bro. That's what he said. He threw the bro in there at the end. That was the... It's a clown move, bro. Response by the... You bartender. look like a big, fat clown. No, and I, I respect the service industry. It's, it's tough when you're, you're living on tips and someone who ha- you know has money. You know this guy's. First of all, ordering a four hundred eighty-seven dollar bottle of booze is a sign that you've got a little extra disposable income. But that's uh, Andre Robertson, who said on his social media profile, he's humble and hungry. He's humble and hungry, and thirsty. <laughs> thirsty for some uh, some nice bubbling. How long do you think that bottle lasted before the bottle was fully consumed and the booze had disappeared and he had just consumed $487 of alcohol? Eight minutes. Eight minutes, the man said. Our friend in Chandler, Arizona would have done, in like four minutes he would have done that.
Time now for the Who Am I game. Here we go. You can answer this on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. I stole 25 or more bases in 10 of my 12 big league seasons. I won not one, not two, but three World Series. I played mostly second base, and I also got caught using performance-enhancing drugs. Again, I stole 25 or more bases, 10 of my 12 big league seasons. I won three World Series. I played mostly second base, and I also got caught using PEDs. Who am I? Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at facebook.com slash Show. Now back to Ben Maller. Carlos writes in and says, the bottle store you were talking about regarding the NBA player reminds me of when we pick up food at Jersey Mike's and they have that tip thing at the end. I don't think I should tip there either. Am I wrong? No. If you're taking, if you're picking up the food, I no, I don't believe. I, I, that. I agree for like you know you and me and people who don't yeah. make a lot of money. But if you are a professional athlete and you're making a lot of money, it's just it's only it's going to come out if you're going to be that cheap. So just go ahead and give somebody a nice little tip. What would be a fair tip on four hundred eighty-seven dollars for Andre Roberson? Uh, let's say sixty bucks. Sixty bucks. Somebody would say that that's not enough though. They should be yeah, but that's than- not. Thirteen dollars or whatever it was. Gotta round it up, though. You either got to go thirteen or one hundred and thirteen. He should have at least rounded up to five twenty-five, five thirty, something like that. Could have done that. Yeah, not five. Yeah. All right, time now for the Who Am I game. I stole twenty-five or more bases in ten of my twelve big league seasons. I won three World Series. I played mostly second base, and I also got caught using PEDs. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? Mr. Nice Guy going with Charlie Kerfeld. If nice. You don't know who that is if you're a young guy. Uh, Steve Bye Bye Balboni, guest by Funhouse. Pete Incavilia from Brad. All fun names. Mike Jaminski from Big Lou. Rance Mullenix from the little. Oh. Our, our name game's getting cranked up here, Eddie. Little Troller came up with Rance Mullenix. Went to my movie. high school. Mike from the LBC. He didn't know the answer to this one. He went Bob Feller. How about oh, Bob, that? I met Bob Feller. What a crank probably he have, was. Probably have his autograph, too. Everyone no, does. No, I don't. Every kid uh, of our age group has Bob Feller's autograph. Uh, he did every autograph show out there. Scooter Jeanette, guest by Ivanson. All right, do you have an answer, Eddie? Uh, do you know? I'm going with Tony Womack. That's a good name. Thank you. Former Diamondback. No, not Tony Womack. The correct answer, Nobby Chuck Knobloch. Former twin and Yankee. He spent four years with the New York Yankees and went to the World Series every single year while playing for the Yankees. Was 3-1 and one in the Joe Torre Yankee, the core four days there. Batted 0-56, Ooh. his final World Series uh, against the Diamondbacks. And then he, I think he spent a year in Kansas City, or at least a couple months in Kansas City. But Chuck Knobloch is the answer. Let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. Time now for the MLB Daily fantasy fun. I'd like to thank Cody Bellinger of the Dodgers for taking the day off. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Good job by you. Don't want you to be too fatigued when the World Series comes around. Uh-oh. All right. Uh, Koopa Loop, who is going to go first? 
and I am the winner, and I have now climbed ahead in the standings of Danny uh, G who, by one cares. point. Nobody, nobody cares. All right, with the first pick, Coop de Loop. Well, you know where this is going. Mike Trout, Charlie Blackman. Charlie Blackman. Blackman. Yeah, yeah. You do it, yeah. Uh, Danny G. <laughs> Mike Moustakis. Ooh, a pick Moose. against the Dodgers. Well, the Royals gonna, are in L.A. I'm going to pick some Dodgers, too. Uh, no, you're not going to get Justin Turner because oh, I got him. You jerk. He's mine. Eddie. Marcel Ozuna. Ozuna is uh, And Andrew Benintendi. Benintendi is gone. Back to me. I will take uh, Joey Votto. Joey Votto. Danny ah. G. <laughs> Jose Ramirez. Coop the Loop. Back to back. Coop the Loop. I'll go with Giancarlo Stanton. Yes. And and Albert Pujols. Oh, Got to pick an angel. Danny, hurry up. George Springer. Give me Mookie. Mookie Betts. And with the final pick, Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Jose Altuve. The great Jose Altuve. Let's hope that Fernando Rodney pitches another seven years somewhere in baseball. It might be just a random regular season game, but it could have long-term ramifications in the National League West pennant race. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We are past the midway point of the Major League Baseball season, the real midway point where you you only play 160. We only play. You play 162. I have this, this voice of this old caller that used to call up from Detroit. Uh, they play too many games, Ben. Yeah, yeah. and you're a customer. I wonder what ever happened to him. Anyway, uh, so the, the Dodgers and Diamondbacks are both past the actual midway point of game number 81. I know the All-Star break is next week. But this was a closeout sweep situation for Los Angeles. The Diamondbacks went to the bottom of the ninth. They got an insurance run in the top of the ninth. They had a 4-1 to lead going to the bottom of the ninth. And then they had a reversal of fortune. Compliments of one Fernando Rodney, who ended up taking the, the loss. He gave up a bases loaded wall. He was terrible. Not only is he a pitcher, he sucked in the crescendo, the final moment where the Dodgers ended up winning. They had Chris Taylor at the plate in the bottom of the ninth inning, and he delivered. A line drive over the head of Ray Fuentes. The Dodgers clear the bench. They await Chris Taylor, and now they're going to beat him to a pulp out near second base. The Dodgers score four in the bottom of the ninth. Come from behind to beat the Diamondbacks 5-4. to four. All right, so that's Charlie Steiner on the Dodgers uh, radio on our flagship in L.A., uh, AM 570. So now is that like orange juice pulp? Uh, what kind of pulp are we talking about? Uh, anyway, all right, here's the deal. So the Dodgers win the game. What does that mean? It means that the Los Angeles Dodgers have now opened up a rather sizable lead in the divisional race, if you look at these standings and you're into such things, after this sweep of the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers now have a five-and-a-half game lead. For the first two-and-a-half months of the baseball season, the Rockies, Diamondbacks, and Dodgers were neck and neck. It was a photo-type situation, and in the span of the last couple of weeks, the Dodgers have opened up 
a five-and-a-half game lead in that particular division. Now, that's not Astro-like. The Astros have a 15-and-a-half game lead in the American League West. But what does a random game like this do in the, in the regular season? Well, uh, some will say, well, this is going to help the momentum. I am not going to say that. This does not help the momentum. There's two things on this. It is demoralizing for one team, and it is gritty for the other teams. Demoralizing for the Diamondbacks because they get this win in the, in the game that was just a few hours ago. They win that game, and they're three and a half games back with the weekend to look forward to. Maybe you pick up another game. You're only two and a half games back of the division lead going in to the unofficial start of the second half after the All-Star break. Now... Arizona's in a position where they're five and a half back. They play the, I believe they play the Reds uh, this weekend in the Valley of the Sun, and, and the Reds have been playing a little bit better. And let's say Arizona stubs their toe in that series. The Dodgers have been beating everyone up. Dodgers play the Royals, who've been pretty good lately. Let's just play this out. Let's say the Dodgers pick up one extra game. Then you're six and a half games out at the All-Star break when you were thinking we got a chance to be only two and a half out at the unofficial official midway point of the season. So this is the kind of a loss that is haunting, and it is also revealing because Fernando Rodney, who's who's seemingly been around forever, he's 40 years old, Fernando Rodney, and I don't ever remember him being good. I like baseball. I don't ever recall Fernando Rodney being all that good. He must have been good at some point. Like, he's made a lot of money. He came up to the major leagues 15 years ago, and he's been the ultimate nomad. Been all over the place. I spent a lot of time with Detroit, but since he left the Tigers, he has had a nice jersey collection that he has picked up in random locations. And I just don't remember him being any good anywhere. I'm sure maybe with the Padres for half a year he played well or something like that. But my memories of Rodney are blown saves regurgitation on the mound. And so this is something that could haunt the Diamondbacks and likely will, and it shows you how fragile the Arizona Diamondbacks bullpen situation is, that they have all these young players that are performing either up to expectations or beyond expectations. And the backside of that bullpen, the guy that's got 21 saves, is now sporting an earned run average of almost six in Fernando Roddy. That is uh, that is not good. And the other side, for the Dodgers, this is, as I said, it's not momentum because momentum is illusionary, but this particular performance by the Dodgers helps the confidence and the rhythm. Uh, it's one of those moments where you look back in the playoff baseball, you're going to have to win some games like this where you come from behind and have that backbone to not give up and not start sucking your thumb in the fetal position because you're losing a game in the eighth inning or the ninth inning, and so that helps the confidence in that. But the Dodgers are number one in baseball in earn run average. They're number one in batting average against. Their offense is fourth in run scored. And if you look at all of the ingredients that you have to have to win a, a world championship, you've got to have good pitching, enough offense, and – you got to have a couple players that are having breakout years, and the Dodgers have that right now. Now, is this going to continue the second half? Uh, well, that's why they play the games. That's why they play the games. But 
what we do know, and they don't ask me to wait till the end of the season to make this analysis, what we do know is the Dodgers right now have multiple players who are having breakout seasons. Cody Bellinger, Justin Turner, who's been good, but now he's all-star good. Corey Seager. And the, the best of the bunch, the most unexpected of the bunch, a certain starting pitcher who no one thought would be anything more than like a number four starter for the Dodgers, who now sports a 10-0 record, Alex Wood, who's been marvelous in that Dodger rotation. All right, it's Ben Mather's show on Fox, and we will uh, yap with you. We can take your phone calls, the, the whole thing, and uh, I will get at some point. I'm not going to do it now because I just did my Dodger propaganda, but the Milos to Dosich. The newest star guard of the Clippers. What a great Who? addition. Another brilliant move by Jerry West. I Who? I feel like that's a I'm, – I'm just repeating myself because it's one s- smart move after another smart move. <laughs> it's just wonderful. But the, I will have a Maller monologue on that later because that's very important. When a big free agent changes. And I'm not, I won't spend too much time on Rudy Gay. That's a pickup by the San Antonio Spurs. But he did go. To San Antonio. All right, it's Ben Maller show on Fox. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Do you see Ichiro's accomplishment? You aware that Ichiro Suzuki is now number one for the most hits by a foreign-born Major League Baseball player. Do you know who had that record prior? Ooh, um, foreign-born. Yeah, you'll never get this. Oh, well, you might get it. It's it's one of those tricky ones. Um, boys. Uh, Julio uh, Franco. No, it's not a bad guess. Uh, this guy played for the California Angels and the Minnesota oh, Twins. Rod Carew. Yeah, yeah, Rod Carew. Is he a Jew? I don't know. Uh, Rod- <laughs> <laughs> no. I believe is not a Jew. Not right? a Jew, right? Not Rod Carew, a, but not his a Jew? but his wife was or something like that. Remember that the holidays that we played every year here. Adam the, the Adam Sandler Hanukkah, Hanukkah song. song. Yeah, Rod Carew, not a Jew. Twenty uh, fourth on the career list now. Ichiro, he passed Rod Carew. Was he like from Panama? Yes, from yeah. Panama. There you go. Remember the was it the All Star game last year in San Diego? Rod Carew's stepdaughter stole the internet because guys thought, well, boy, she's pretty attractive. She had this tight outfit on showing uh, what her her assets, and people uh, seem to enjoy that on social media. They're oh, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up, Coop Coop discovered Google. You just found Rod Carew's uh, the All-Star game last year? Yep. Where were you last? You were here last year. We talked about it. You must have been off that night. I don't know. I I don't remember. Uh, you don't recall? I don't remember this. Yeah. That's something you don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> She's a lovely lady, and my apologies to her. Yes. So congratulations to Ichiro. Is he going to be traded? Is Ichiro going to leave the Miami Marlins, that fire sale we talked about yesterday? Is he, uh, I mean, I, I like Ichiro. Yes. I haven't, I haven't seen him play much lately. Is he, a, you know, an option? Is like a pinch hitter? Can he give you something off He hasn't the been good. Or? He's no? batting oh. two twenty. So yeah, I, probably not then. No, uh, no, but he's he's got the veteran moxie. Is, does he have any? Uh, <laughs> does he have any records coming up uh, besides the one you just mentioned? Uh, Is there anything coming up he might get? Well, that... I don't. I don't have it in front of me. I, probably though, he's been around so long. You you last that long. Every other game, you're setting some kind of 
some kind of accomplishment. I guess next up is Ricky Henderson. Ichiro is going to possibly end up with more hits. Well, he probably will end up with more hits than Ricky Henderson. Not foreign-born Ricky Henderson, so that's no uh, no accomplishment on that. All right, we'll take your phone calls, and to the phones we go, and where to start. How about we say hello to Cliff, who's in the middle of nowhere, and he is on Fox Sports Radio, and we are somewhere, or are we somewhere? Hello? Just for the Hello? record, there's a reason I don't take calls the first second. <laughs> don't you hate when that happens? You get, all, you get all worked up. You're all excited. Oh, let's go to the phones. First guy hangs up. Jackass out there. Let's try Danny, who's in Nashville on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Danny. The king of zing. How you doing? Welcome, Danny. If I was any better, I'd be a Titan, but not a Tennessee Titan because they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Wouldn't be so sure, but anyway... Hear me out. I know you're a fan, so you can't admit this, but the Clippers at this point are a total joke. I'm going to tell you a couple reasons why. Uh, The best player on the team, first of all, is Blake freaking Griffin. Yes, many times an all-star in the NBA. One of the most exciting players in basketball. Continue, yes. He's, He's not a legit superstar, not even a top 20 player, for being honest. Well, you're, all he can do you're, you're, you're wrong, but continue. All he, can do is, all he can do is dunk. He's highlight real material. That's it. He's good for top yes. ten. That's about five, it. Five-time All-Star by just dunking. That is yeah, accurate. All, yes. All, that's all, a, they often put players on who only have that, one skill on the All-Star team. That usually is what happens. Yes. It's a popularity vote, but okay. And also the uh, second-team All-NBA, which he's been part of three times, that's also something they often say, if you're only good at one thing, we'll put you on the All-NBA second team. Yes. His style of play though is obsolete now. He can't shoot. He's not like he, outside of twenty feet. He is useless. Totally that's useless. A, that's an old take, but uh, continue. Yes, it, it's an old take because it's the correct take. Everybody knows he can't shoot. Anywho, well, he actually in- did shoot well last year from the outside twenty. Yeah, feet, but that's fine. Yeah. I mean, you can by, continue. Yeah, by, yeah, by, yeah, by his standard, he's injury prone. He can't shoot. He punches trainers, and that's your star. So congrats there, okay. Jerry West. Jerry West lost his star in Chris Paul and is stuck with Hacka DeAndre and Blake. And now he thinks picking up Europeans like Gallinari and that Russian guy today might get them to 40 wins at best. So, I mean, I, 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 know, you, I know you puff up the Clippers all the time, but what exactly are you excited about with them? Oh, well, you want to hear what I'm excited about? Would you, would you yeah, I would, you love to hear. I would love to hear. All right. Uh, this is a better basketball team than last year. They have the most dominant well, front line. Much. They have the most dominant front line in basketball, led by Blake Griffin, a multiple-time All-Star, an All-NBA second-team player three times, who will blossom with Chris Paul now gone. See, there's this myth by the low-information fan like this guy Danny that Chris Paul, you know, that Blake Griffin's going to have problems because Chris Paul's gone. That is incorrect. Now the Clippers have added one of the great passing guards in the world, Milos Tadosic. I watched a highlight reel on this guy in the European League, a former MVP in EuroLeague basketball. Uh, So you've got him on your team. There's more roster depth, which was one of the problems for the Clippers. They didn't have great roster depth, but you've got an all-defensive first-team point guard in Patrick Beverly. And when he's off the court, you've got one of the great passing guards in the NBA, this guy Milos. 
who's out there. A front line of Griffin, Gallinari, and Jordan, better than any front line in basketball. You've got depth with Sam Decker, Montrez Harrell, uh, and uh, several other players. Lou Williams is part of this team now. He can score. He's in the starting lineup, and they'll add more players. This is a playoff team. Uh, this is a solid postseason team and a better team than the team that finished last year. Is your best player and best scorer Blake Griffin? Yes, I'm very that's, happy. That's bad, I'm very bad. happy about that. Blake Griffin, again, a five-time NBA All-Star and a three-time All-NBA second team. That's... And he's going to get better. His numbers are going to go up now. He's going to score more points. His assist total will go up now. He's going to play point forward. And I'm very optimistic about what the uh, the season is going to be like coming up. All right, it's been another show on Fox. We'll take more of your phone calls. You know the number. Give us a buzz. We will talk to you. And uh, we'll call this one Not Exactly a Marketing Maven. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. Friday! Friday! Oh, drizzle. I was double fisting the doggies. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller. And you can follow and tweet at our executive producer. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. And he got a lot of tweets about the podcast Last night, it's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper, and he's at UH Bronco Fan. Hey! And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Coop de Loop saw how the attention that Bob Guerra got for being the assassin of podcasts, and then he thought, well, hey, I can steal some of that thunder. Now, in fairness to Coop, he told me privately off the air that he felt like yesterday's show was good for 20 seconds. And he said, I only, I am only going to put the best of the show on the, on the podcast. Don't! And so we had a 20-second period of time, which I think is a lot. Uh, and I think that's completely fair to management. They pay me a salary, and they don't pay me to do four good hours. They 20 seconds. Like 20 seconds of radio is all we need. Now, I'm hoping that we will get 40 seconds of good air. On the podcast. You think that's possible, Coop? You think we could get like 40 seconds of podcasting? You think that's possible? Yeah, it could be possible. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just put Could the, be possible, he make, says. Make sure the Not, part where the guy from Chandler, Arizona, who made out with us oh. on the radio, make sure that's in the podcast. See, the good news is that regardless of the podcast only being 20, 29 seconds for yeah. however long it was, all of those still counted as a download, so I'm just saying. <laughs> and everyone who downloaded the podcast heard the whole thing. They heard the entire podcast. You know, oftentimes the market research says that people who download a podcast, you'll listen to uh, maybe half the podcast if you're lucky. These people listen to the entire podcast, the entire broadcast of yesterday's show that was available on the podcast, heard all of it. Both the best of and the full show. Yes. And- Make sure you let management know that the people that download the Ben Maller podcast listen to the entire podcast, 100%. They don't listen to these other podcasts that much. They, they don't have that much TSL. I guess that really wasn't a lot of TSL. But it was the, it was the, uh, the you know, time listening uh, or amount of, I don't know. 
All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. And I mentioned the the tease on this was uh, something to the effect, not uh, a marketing maven, not a marketing maven. And that would be none other than a certain Major League Baseball star. Now, I, don't, I assume you guys haven't seen this, so we'll do a little gambling. Uh, I know who it is, so I'm out. Uh, but a well-known headliner in baseball. And I'm going to say one of the top 10, probably top five players in the sport of baseball today was asked whether or not they watch baseball on TV. And this particular ball player, again, a top 10, top five player in the sport of baseball said, quote, I don't. I play and watch the Food Network. I'm good. Okay. So uh, who do you think it was? Who do you who do you think said this? Anyone want in on this? Anyone at all? Uh, I'm going to go with Buster Posey. Buster Posey of the Giants. That's a fine guess. He loves to eat. Yeah. He's not having his best season, but he's still a top 10 player. How about Miggy? Miggy. All right, Miguel Cabrera. I don't have him in my top ten anymore. No? No, nah, he's falling. Tiger, Come on. He's still a top terrible. ten last season. Coop. <sighs> um. <laughs> I like how he takes this so seriously. Coop, let's use Maller so... logic in this. He likes to rip, you know, teams he hates. Right. So this could very well oh, be stop. a giant, a Dodger, no, or a cheating cardinal. No, no, no. That's not how I operate. I'm gonna say Mike Trout. Yeah, that's a good answer. No, that's a good one. That is a good answer. No, it's not Mike Trout. I, I threw you guys a curveball. The person that said, when asked if they watch baseball on TV, they said, I don't. I play and I watch the Food Network. I'm good. Was former National League MVP Bryce Harper of the Washington Nationals. Bryce Harper says he uh, does not watch baseball on TV. He's not alone, by the way, on that. There, a lot of players See, don't watch baseball. You, you threw, threw us off the scent, though, Ben, because you were like – Hedging between five and ten, a lot of people put Harper up there with Trout. So that's the gamesmanship. See, that's yeah. that's the gamesmanship. Yeah. See what you did. There. I'm not surprised by that at all. You're not. No, these well, guys. But, but here's the they're thing. They're at the ballpark all day. I, I, they're, exactly. They're not going to watch baseball. Exactly. Well, we work in radio. Do you listen to a lot of other sports radio? We do sports no, radio. Not at all. I, I don't listen to a lot of it either because I listen to music or other stuff because we do. It's our job. It's like it's, that's what we do here. Uh, David Price, it was funny because David Price in that same interview, uh, there was a, an article in something called the Bleacher Report magazine, I guess, and they interviewed a bunch of ballplayers about what they do, and they asked David Price of the Red Sox, and they said, do you watch baseball on TV? He said, no, if I do, I watch it on mute. Now, now hold on a second. Didn't he just get into a fight with Dennis Eckersley, the Red Sox broadcaster, last week? Because of some things that Eckersley said on the Nesson Red Sox broadcast, and now we're supposed to believe that if David Price watches baseball, he watches his he watches it on mute. You know that was a spy though that snitched on the broadcast, so he must have got a text to his phone from a friend <laughs> or a family member. Uh, although Price did say that broadcasters either forgot how hard the game is, or they didn't play and they don't know how hard it is. He's such a snowflake. He's such a softy. I mean, David Price is so far in over his head in a town like Boston. Uh, it's just uh, fabulous. <laughs> These broadcasters, they forgot how hard this game is. Yes. Okay. Thank you. 
the wisdom of one David Price. It is the Ben Mather Show on Fox. We'll take some more phone calls. Also, Maller to the third degree. We'll get to that, and we'll do it all in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first, let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now, here's Ben Maller. We'll get to Maller to the third degree, but right now to Peter in San Antonio, who's on the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Hello, Peter. Hey, Ben. How you doing? Peter, if I was any better, I'd be a Spur, but not a San Antonio Spur. They just signed Rudy Gay. That was a great signing, Ben. It's a lie. Uh, listen, I called about uh, something that you did in the, the first hour that's Andre Roberson. Yes, and, yes, uh, the man that got the $487 bottle of booze and tipped less than $14. Well, it should be a cautionary tale as to why these NBA guys go broke. Because uh, it's a 487 bottle of, uh, of booze. He probably could have got it, you know, at a, a distillery or a fine spirit store for probably 330 bucks. number one. And then he wouldn't have to worry about the tip. And number two, if he's using Scottie Pippen and his role model of frugality, it's like Pennywise and Pound Foolish, because I'm pretty sure that Scottie went, went BK. Yeah, yeah, I think I believe you're right on that, which is hard to believe considering his reputation that he he would go belly. But, but the thing is, is he, I, I, I got really upset when that guy called and was insulting the logo. I well, mean, well, the guy, the guy was just trolling. I know what he was doing. He, he's in he, Nashville. He, he doesn't, he doesn't know what he's talking. He's just, he's just making stuff up. He's given well, old takes. He's probably read a message board somewhere. And he's like, oh, I'm going to repeat this stuff. I'm going to regurgitate it. Yeah, but the amazing thing is, is you know, Fernando Rodney still has a job. This this amazes me because I, 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 like you, do not remember when he was ever good. He was always like one of those Buddhist monks back in the day <laughs> that was just pouring uh, uh, gasoline on himself and looking for a lighter. Yeah. I, but, I, 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 did, I determined, though, Rodney, he, he must have been good, like, in between playing for teams that were competitive. Like, he would go to the Padres when they were terrible and be good or go to the Mariners and maybe play well for a year. And then you don't even realize it, and then he gets another chance with a good team. But the Diamondbacks are going nowhere. They, they, they can make the playoffs as a wild-card team and all that, but they're not going anywhere if that's their closer in the playoffs. Well, well the, the, the last point I was going to make was I think he's just because he wears his ball cap askew, and that just hypnotizes the GMs, and they just sign him to something. It's like a, and, like and, a mind trick. They're like, wow, look at yeah. that. That's cool, man. He's got swag. It's the Rodney mind trick. Yeah, yeah exactly. But be, anyway, you take care of right, Thank you, Peter. The Dodgers are going to win 110 games this year. Look at that. That's so a, don't worry about right. it. You get a golden ticket, Peter. Give this guy a golden ticket. He gets a golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. I got a golden ticket. Good job by Peter. Uh, Mike is in L.A. on Fox Sports Radio. Then we get to Mallard of the third degree. Hello, Mike. Hello, Ben. Well, I loved your take uh, on the Dodgers, and you're right. Just because a team's up five and a half games on July 7th means absolutely nothing. A team can drop uh, a 10-game lead uh, in being up that 10 games September 1st. However, this was a really uh, big win for the Dodgers. And, I'm, of course, I'm a Dodger fan, but I'm not the, this Homer crazy Dodger uh, blue type of guy. But this game it shows me – all the points that you brought up, that this is a team of destiny. All the points 
that you've got young players playing above their head. You've got a mix of veterans. You've got a, a pitcher coming out of nowhere that's 10-0. and 0. And just in this particular game, the Dodgers were, were down by two runs in the eighth inning, but then you, you have a, a pitcher balking in a runner in the eighth inning to make it a three-run uh, deficit going ninth. into the ninth. Yeah, the top of the ninth, yeah. And then Rodney, who, by the way, hadn't let in an earned run in the last two months in May or June, but your points are all good. The guy, the guy you know, sucked previously all those times that you said, just couldn't find the strike zone. And the crescendo of the fans at Dodger Stadium built up as the guy just couldn't find the strike zone. And then Seeger and then Peterson and Puig, and then just, and, and then, uh, you know, people are getting walks, and then finally the Dodgers win. What an amazing game. And this, as the Dodgers make it to the playoffs in the World Series, this will be a circled game because it was an amazing yeah. victory. Yeah, it really this was. Is, this is one of those, like, when they, the open of the World Series, when Joe Buck's standing up there holding the microphone this team, and they'll show the highlights of some random games. This will be one of the games they, uh, they they point to when they talk about the Dodgers. All right, well, thank you, Mike. Uh, appreciate that. Let's get to it. Here we go. Let's go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we bring in the purveyor of podcasting, the Coupe de Loop. Yesterday, you mentioned that the Celtics are unable to afford Gordon Hayward and might have to get rid of up to three players to accommodate him. It's being reported now that three players the Celtics are looking to move are Jay Crowder, Marcus Smart, and Avery Bradley, all guys who played a huge part in the Celtics' run to the Eastern Conference Finals. Ben, if those guys end up gone, do you think that the team is still a lock to meet the Cavs in the East? Yes, uh, absolutely. I I am riding shotgun with the Celtics. In the Eastern Conference, I'll tell you why. A, Boston is going to have to – they're going to have to deal one of them. They're not going to get rid of all three. The rumor right now, the the scuttlebutt is Jay Crowder is going to be one of the players that goes to the Utah Jazz in a sign-and-trade deal. But you look at the core of the Celtics, the big three, which is Isaiah Thomas, Al Horford, and Gordon Hayward. While it certainly isn't the best in basketball, if you look at the Eastern Conference – it's pretty good. Uh, and outside of Cleveland, there's no one that has three players on their roster that are as effective on a regular basis as Hayward, Horford, and Thomas. Again, outside of Cleveland, and that's the meat and potatoes of the team. The Celtics will have enough grinders and rim protectors, the players to do the dirty work around those guys to fill out the roster. And beat more importantly, nobody in the Eastern Conference has gotten progressively better. Milwaukee and Washington are still a good distance behind where the Celtics are. The Heat have gotten a little better with Kelly Olynyk, but they still have some holes, and you can go down the list of teams in the East. So by default, even though the Celtics have added a, an all-star, by default, because the other teams haven't gotten better, the Celtics are at least as good as they were last year. I say they're better. They'll, they're going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals outside of horrific bodily injury. Next! Ben, this year the NFL made a huge deal with Amazon for rights to uh, streaming games this season. Last year it was on Twitter. This year it is on Amazon. Now, Robert Kraft said that the future of the NFL is over-the-top streaming. 
Ben, how far away do you think we are from the NFL no longer being tied to TV channels? Well, I wish it would happen tomorrow. It's not going to happen tomorrow. We're still likely a whole generation away. I'm going to go a generation away from this. The clock is ticking on the old-school business model for the professional sports leagues, in this case the NFL. And if I'm the NFL, I am concerned. I'm the NBA. I'm concerned about this. And the reason why I'm concerned, number one, right now the NFL is on top of the food chain in terms of muscle with the television dollars that they can generate, but they're not guaranteed to dominate if you go to an a la carte format, which is what's been talked about, and really what you're talking about streaming, you're talking about picking and choosing what you want, where well, you cannot do that if you have what used to be Time Warner Cable is now Charter uh, or, or these other cable companies, which there's a million of them. I, anyway, uh, you look at this right now. We're sports people. Right? You're going to watch. I'm going to watch. I'll pay for the NFL on television. But there are more non-sports people. The sports people. So, like, I understand the Super Bowl is a cultural phenomenon. A week four matchup between the Cleveland Browns and Jacksonville is not something that you're going to pay for. And number two, the, the the issue here is the generations. When the baby boomers and those that are close to the baby boomer status, they're the ones that are still propping up the TV business. So I would say within the next 10 years, likely 2025, right around there, the NFL and the other sports leagues are going to have to go all in and see what we can do with this streaming. Remember, the great Steve Ballmer, the Microsoft executive of the past, the Clippers owner, last year he wanted to leave television. He wanted the Clippers to be the first professional sports team to not have a television deal and to stream all of their games on the Internet and he was going to start this big channel and have this big production, have a big budget. And the NBA, the powers that be, the power brokers in New York said, no, you can't do it. And so they, they said, not yet. So we're still a few years away from that. Next, the great Jim Mora declined Peyton Manning's invitation to come to his statue unveiling slash jersey retirement ceremony. Apparently he's still uh, bitter about the way things ended with the Colts. Now, I know that you hate statues and yes. ceremonies and that's, stuff like that's that. That's accurate. But would you decline an invitation to a Blake Griffin statue ceremony, assuming that he's ever healthy enough to earn one? Well, I, I want to start by saying, you think Jim Mora will come here to Fox Sports? I worked with Jim Mora when he worked here. Playoffs? I love the guy. Jim Mora's, I've worked with a lot of former athletes and coaches, and many of them I found very boring, uh, and they sucked. Uh, this guy, Mora, was great. Uh, one of my favorite people I don't think he'll come back here either. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go. Here's how I answer this. Blake Griffin is going to get the full worship package. All of the goodies that you give out, right? All the things I despise, the number retirement, the statue. But no, I will not be attending at that new showcase arena in, in the hood, in Inglewood, when they open that up years from now and the Clippers move there. I will not be going to that. Uh, and I'll tell you why. First of all, I don't do the hero worship thing. I don't do that. I appreciate the hammer dunks, the outside shot that Blake Griffin's developed now. And I like these other athletes as well. But I don't hold any of these people in such high regard that I'm going to bow down and kiss the ring. That's not what I'm going to do. I, I have no interest in that. And secondly, here's my problem. Athletes should not be getting statues. 
it's one of the dumbest things that we do these days. And I, I know why we do it, because, hey, it's good marketing and you can take photos and post them on Instagram in front of the statue and Facebook. I understand why it happens, but it's stupid. I'm able to appreciate sports without making the normal people that are in sports, the coaches, the players, godlike. I can do They're not gods. They're not deities. Now, if you're different, that's fine. That's your, your approach to this. I look at it that way. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? Ben, you failed this edition. That's a winner! That's a winner! Thank you very much. That is a winner. Oh, no! We suck again! I've done some really stupid things in radio, some really uh, interesting things. One of the stories that I I love to tell, it's one of the most surreal days, was in here doing a show during Hurricane Katrina. And I'm sitting here and doing a show with Jim Mora, and we're watching every TV had the, the coverage from New Orleans, and Jim Moore, who coached the Saints for a number of years and loves New Orleans and has great memories, was all over the city, he's like describing, like, he used to drive down the street underwater and he'd tell me, like, what restaurants were in that part of New Orleans. And uh, it's, it's one of those memories. But Jim Moore could do. So, anyway, all right, Spen Maller's show on Fox. Time now for the Insta Trivia. Here we go, Insta Trivia. Who was the first baseball player? to appear in an All-Star game wearing a uniform for a team that he had yet to have actually played a game for. Again, history of the All-Star game, which goes back a long time. Who was the first player to appear in a baseball All-Star game wearing the uniform for a team that he had not yet played a game for? That's the instant trivia. The answer next. Oops. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be a part of our revamping, post stories, and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. So we, Jew. we reversed OJ and Rod Carew. But I'm a bad Jew. But OJ and Rod, we reversed that? Is that how they are? Gotcha. Is OJ going to say he's Jewish to try to get out of jail this month? Isn't that coming up, right? He's, he's got a, a court appearance. Is that, I hope that's next week. That would be really good if it's next week because it's All-Star Week, and there's the All-Star game, which is on Fox. You better watch. Uh, but other than that, not much. All right, time now for the instant trivia. Who was the first baseball player to appear in an All-Star game wearing a uniform for a team that he had yet to actually have played a game for? That's the question. What's the answer? Rob in Vegas checks in with Randy Macho Man Savage as the answer. Tim Tebow guessed by Josh. Fernando Rodney from Patrick the Uber Driver in San Diego. Reggie Jackson thrown out by Danny the Dodger fan. Claudel Washington guessed by Jeopardy Al. Jeff Smarja from Brad. Who else do we have? Let's see. Kelly Olenek guessed by Ivinson. Bartolo Colon Shadow. Thrown out by Denver Rob. John Lester, guessed by Craig. Let's see, can't uh, read. Babe Ruth from uh, Robbie the Mariner fan. All right, let's see. Do you have an answer, uh, Eddie? Do you know the answer? Yeah, I'm going to go with Dan Quisenberry. The quiz. Uh, no. The correct answer, it happened in the 1998 All-Star Game. Closer Jeff Shaw. Traded from the Reds to the Los Angeles Dodgers. And he made his Dodger uniform appearance in the All-Star game for the National League squad before he finally appeared in a regular season game 
with the Dodgers. His kid's now playing for the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, Jeff Shaw. And he hated being traded to the Dodgers. He loved playing for the Reds. He took a, a hometown discount to play for the Reds. And Jim Bowden, the GM, uh, the year la- a year later said, I'm trading you away. Get out of here. The transactions do not end. The flurry continues in the NBA, including some Euros coming over to save the day. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. We are at the point now where we have been downgraded to secondary transactions in the NBA. For example, the news which stunned many purveyors of NBA dirt, Tim Hardaway Jr., the Atlanta Hawks shooting guard, who averaged less than 15 points a game. He's got a new job, a new employer. Well, maybe. Uh, He has signed an offer sheet for $71 million with the New York Knickerbockers, a team he used to play for a team that got rid of him when Phil Jackson was there because thought he wasn't all that good. He wasn't a complete player. Well, now Tim Hardaway has found a home again in the Big Apple. The Atlanta Hawks will have a chance to match. It is highly unlikely that that is going to happen. So he's going there. Somebody named James Johnson is going back to the Miami Heat. He gets $60 million. So those are a couple of moves. Uh, Two other transactions that caught my attention. Rudy Gay agreeing to a two-year contract for $17 million plus to take his talents to the Alamo. He'll play for the Spurs. And the great Milos Tadosic, now a Clipper. Who? Milos Tadosic. Never heard of him. Now, he's agreed to a two-year, $12 million contract to share the point guard Duties. All right, so let's talk about this. Now, the question here between those two, and I don't want to deal with Tim Hardaway Jr. and James Johnson, nor Josh McRoberts, who was traded to Dallas. I don't want to talk about those guys. I'm going to talk about Rudy Gay, he's going to San Antonio, and Milos Tadosic, who's going to the Clippers. The question is, who is going to have a bigger impact with their respective teams this upcoming season? You're going to go with Rudy Gay and San Antonio? Or are you going to go with Tadosic with the Clippers? Who's going to have the bigger impact? The answer here is Milos. That's the answer. Now, first of all, the, the Clippers have to replace Chris Paul, right? He was an aging point guard. He was a fragile point guard. They made a smart trade getting rid of him. They got the prime years out of Chris Paul. And in a stroke of pure basketball genius, Jerry West unloaded an aging player for seven different players. A brilliant transaction. <laughs> so there's going to be opportunity for Milos to dosage to play with the Clippers. Now, I, I'm not going to lie here. I'd never heard of the Serbian point guard before. I This this was foreign to me. Shocking. Shockingly so. So after, Racist. after I did some grueling keyboard research, and I did a lot of, a lot of, sitting on my ass watching videos, I am now convinced 
that this is a brilliant addition. Brilliant addition. Uh, and some fun facts I discovered from YouTube video research. Several YouTube highlight videos of this guy from his play in the Euro League. So I've got some fun facts I, I discovered. Uh, this guy, uh, to dosage, was the best passer in the Euro League. He's a three time Euro League first team selection, was a Euro League MVP, top player in the whole league. Those that watch that competition claim that he is fearless going to the basket. And I, I, I watched one clip on YouTube of the Olympics in Rio, and this guy, Milos, tore apart Team USA with all those NBA stars that were on that Team USA in Rio, uh, and he sliced them up. So he looked to me like Ricky Rubio's passing, but he could shoot. So if that's accurate, that's not a bad player. That's a pretty good player. And the, the numbers were solid. He shot 42% from three-point range in the Euro League, and he was undrafted in the NBA. And I thought, well, that's a red flag. This guy wasn't even drafted in the NBA. It turns out, though, the reason he was not drafted is because NBA teams never expected that he would ever play in America. Well, it turns out that Tadosic is going to play in America. He played with his Patrick Beverly, who's the all-defensive first-team guard, who's now with the Clippers. Beverly and Tadosic played together in the Euro League like a decade ago. And so he'll he'll be a Clipper now. And they, they say he might be the best passer in the world. And and that's Patrick Beverly said he could be the best passer in the NBA right now. So it's a good addition. He's not past his prime. He's 30, so he's in the middle of his prime. So I'll give him two more years, and then he'll be past his expiration date as a point guard. But based on the highlight reel that I saw – He's a better passer than Chris Paul. Like he's going to be able to set up Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. You got to think this is going to be when he's, he's going to play at 40 minutes a game. He's going to split time at point guard. But when he's out there, this is like Lob City 2.0 with this guy. Highlight. People are going to love this guy. All right. Anyway. All right. So now the other part of it is Rudy Gay. Now, Rudy Gay is also 30 years old. He's been around the NBA forever. And he now joins the San Antonio Spurs. The problem is this. Rudy Gay is nothing spectacular. He's a good NBA player, but he's not great in any area. There's nothing that stands out. He's been a basketball nomad. He's about to play for his fourth team over the past decade in the NBA, and he actually leaves money on the table. He had an option to stay with Sacramento that would have paid him over $14 million, and instead he leaves all that money behind and takes – less money. In fact, he's going to make uh, if he if he plays the two years of this contract with the Spurs, he'll end up losing almost $3 million. So financially, this is a debacle, leaving that kind of money behind. And, and while the Spurs are certainly one of the top teams in the West, not named Golden State, which is on a different island, uh, the, the skepticism belongs here because Rudy Gay is rehabbing from an Achilles injury and might not be able to start at the beginning of the NBA season. Now, he should be able to get some minutes in the Spurs rotation, but how much impact is he going to really have playing in San Antonio? Not much. This point guard, Milos Tadosic, there's a guy that can have some impact because there's a clear need. He's a pass-first guard who has the ability to shoot, where Rudy Gay, yeah, he'll score some points for you, 
But how else is he going to help the San Antonio Spurs? Now, the, the parting shot on this, Jerry West has loaded up this particular roster. And, and I, was, I was concerned they were going to blow the whole thing up. You know, Voices of Doom, the Grim Reapers like Eddie Garcia were like, oh, they should blow the whole thing up. Jerry West didn't do that. Like a magician, he was able to improve the roster depth, keep the headline star in Blake Griffin, add bench players that will contribute, and add another star player in Danilo Gallinari. And they're, they're a better overall team now than they were at the end of last season. Now they're going to win the championship. No one's going to win the championship other than Golden State, but they're going to be in the playoffs. I'll take that. I'm happy with that. And they're building up towards something which is good as well. All right, Ben Maller, Sean Fox. Now, meanwhile, I got to rip a certain basketball team in Memphis, Tennessee. It was a minor trend. It was a minor move. It was a minor announcement. But did you see what the Memphis Grizzlies are doing? The Memphis Grizzlies have announced that they are going to retire Zach Randolph's number. Zach Randolph signed with Sacramento. He's going to join Vince Carter. He's 36 years old. He's long in the tooth. And he's not going to make much of a difference. The Kings are going nowhere. It's a rudderless ship. But the eyebrow-raising announcement came down that Memphis had announced they're going to retire Zebo's number 50 jersey. Chris Wallace, who I'm told is the GM in Memphis, put out this heartfelt open letter to Zach Randolph making this bold declaration. It's just insanity. Now, does Zach Randolph deserve to have his number retired? Uh, by my rating system, no. All right, this is, at best, it's a stretch. It's a marketing gimmick. All of these things are marketing gimmicks, as we've talked about. It, it's certainly a stretch to say that Zach Randolph qualifies for a number retirement ceremony. My position has been against these sappy, sentimental ceremonies. I like what the NFL does. If you want to have these type of events, the NFL's got their ring of honor, which is, which is a compromise. Uh, it's a way to show respect. If you want to do that for players that have performed for you, the name is more valuable than the number. Person's name should mean more to them than their their jersey number. So if if I'm going to sit here and rant, I've ranted about Derek Jeter and Kobe Bryant and all these other athletes, big poppy David Ortiz about how much I despise these retirement tours and jersey retirements. Then you certainly can't say that Zach Randolph should be in that category. He was a solid player, and he still is an effective player. But on some nights, yeah, he could score some points. He put up good offensive numbers. A grinder, he'd get a lot of rebounds. But not not some transcendent player. Memphis is going to pull a muscle stretching to make this kind of announcement that they're, they're going to retire his number. And it's obviously a marketing gimmick because they're, they're trying to celebrate the history of the franchise. I am surprised that the Grizzlies – they didn't toss a statue in. They only said, I didn't see statue. I said num- I saw number. Why not just do the statue, do the, the full package, the full Monty, as they say. But Jack Randolph's going to add, add to that list of players that get their number retired. I, I, this, this actually helps me. I, we're bringing Eddie here, but I have more respect for a team like the Clippers. The Clippers could have retired players' numbers. They haven't done that. 
I mean, Lloyd Vaught was a better player than Zach Randolph. They could have retired his number. Who? And... <laughs> Lloyd Vaught. Yeah. Lloyd Vaught. Pooh Richardson, longtime Clipper. Why didn't they retire his number? Elton Brand. Elton Brand. Uh, the, the very good play. Made the playoffs with Elton Brand. Uh, Darius Miles. Darius Miles. Dominique Wilkins was a Clipper Quentin for like Richardson. half a season. Yeah, he did the whole thing where he tapped his head like this when he made a three-pointer and went like this. Corey Maggette. Reti- Co- retire all of them. They should. Well, if you're going to retire, if you're going to retire Zach Randolph's number, you got to retire these other numbers too. Less well, Memphis that's doing that. Anyway, they don't have they ever retired a number. I can't imagine they the have. Grizzlies. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't think that they have. Maybe somebody died or something. They retired. Sometimes <laughs> that happens, right? They, they Maybe do. They, or they, are the really lame thing where they'll they'll retire like the number six for the fans. You know, like the oh, sixth oh, man yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, they'll do that. Kind of he will be the first yeah. Memphis Grizzly. Yeah. Uh, well, it's the answer to a Who Am I game. Ten years from now, we can do the Who Am I game. Are they going to answer? Are they going to retire any more numbers? Mike, Mike Conley is his number going to be retired by the Marcus All one day? Maybe could be. It's a legend. Conley's more deserving than Zach Randolph. What about Paul Gasol? Are they going to retire his number when he's done playing? Bring back Paul Gasol. You know him. Him. Winning championships for the Lakers after, you know, that's probably. You don't think that's on the agenda? Yeah. Yeah. Now, Coop, I, I saw you rolling your eyes. Uh, in... During your monologue? <laughs> yeah. I, why would you, what did I say that was incorrect? <laughs> that this guy's a what did probably you say that was a, correct? Yeah, exactly. That this guy's a better passer than Chris Paul. Get out of here. Well, you, so you haven't ridiculous. seen. You have not, hold on a second. You have not seen what I've seen. Your eyes have not been opened here. I would you like were you were impressed to go on. by what he did in some third rate league. Right. That's the, come on the now. The Euro League You're is not a third, a third rate, rate league. league. Yeah, it is, is not a third rate league. Yes, it league. is. You're just a big fat American and you don't appreciate global basketball. I'm an international man, Eddie. I'm a Renaissance man. You're full of I uh, appre- crap, is what I you are. I appreciate global basketball. I know there's a whole big world out there outside of America, and they know how to ball. They know how to ball, and this guy, Milos Tadosic, is a baller. Now, Coop, That's not I, what Woj said. Yes, he did. What are you talking about? He, he said, said he was he, past his prime, and he plays no defense. He said That's, That was his yeah, commentary on that this That was guy. not his commentary. That, I can play that, the, play the audio was, for you if you like. I don't know if we should do that or not. Let's give Patrick Beverly. Who are you going to listen to? Patrick Beverly, an active NBA player who's- On the same team. <laughs> played with this guy. Or Woj. He, I'm going to believe Woj. Patrick Beverly said he might be the best passer in the NBA right now. Patrick Beverly's right an idiot. now. Yeah, that's full of, he's full I, of crap, I can too. T- <laughs> I, I can tell this guy is good because Coop's being belligerent here. And Coop's upset. The, he, Coop's turning into a grouch because he knows he's the laughing. Clippers he's are upset. better than the Lakers still. And part of the reason is this great Serbian savior. The Serbian savior, Ben. You're, you're not even believing dosage. this crap you're selling right now. Eddie, I know, it's, obviously, it's ridiculous. Eddie, that's why I'm that it's like Eddie, just dumb. Go to YouTube. You're such a shill. Go to YouTube. I challenge you to do this. Go to YouTube. Type this guy's name, and you'll probably have to cut and paste it from somewhere else. Type his name in. And watch the highlights, like a 10-minute clip of highlights from his European basketball. I don't European need to basketball. see the highlights. Uh, so you don't 
need to watch. If without, I watch some kid kick him. ass in, in high school basketball, am I going to be like, man, this guy's going to be great in the right. NBA because so, so, he's tearing it up against high school so kids. So all of these players that have come out of the EuroLeague and done pretty well in the NBA, that that, that means nothing. This guy was the it MVP means nothing to you. the EuroLeague. Well, so then Manu Ginobili should be in the Basketball Hall of Fame. No, because I count his NBA career. He was a backup Why in the NBA. Why you count his NBA Let's career? Not it's not the NBA Hall Coop. of Fame. This is not going to happen. He's, come on. Who's just trying to, again, Coop's a sourpuss here. He's upset. No, no. It's you the just cycle got of owned. negativity. You just got you owned. You always change the subject because you have no response. Manu Ginobili's not a Hall of Famer. Milos you is just, not a Hall you, of Famer. Yeah, but you just pumped up other bat- basketball yeah, leagues. Exactly. And then, and then you said that that doesn't count for Manu. I don't count in my basketball Hall of well, Fame. I don't count, I don't count Russian League basketball. Well, it's not but, the Ben Maller basketball yes, Hall of Fame. Yes, it is. It's my opinion. I'm paid to give my opinion. That's well, my your opinion. opinion is wrong. But yeah, you think it's wrong. It's not wrong. Very wrong. He's not a Hall of Fame. But you're trying to change it because you don't want to talk about Milos because he's so good. And you idiots, how dumb does a guy on the radio say, uh, I, this guy can't play. Watch the highlights. I'm not going to watch the highlights. He could look like Michael Jordan, and it wouldn't matter. Is. He's playing in some he, crap uh, uh, league. So in the Olympics against David USA, Blatt was the greatest coach okay, in the world right, in Israel so, and Turkey. Who cares? So in the Rio Olympics against NBA players on Team USA, when he lit them up, this is a problem. This Wait, is a problem. So, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. Manu Ginobili won the I'm gold medal. I'm not talking about Manu Ginobili. Yeah, because it goes not, completely against I, what you're I, saying I, right I, now. I'm not saying this guy's a Hall No, yourself. I am not. Yes, you, you are. are. You're an idiot. You're pumping up you're an the idiot. You're, 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 you're not an idiot. a Hall of Famer. You're pumping cool. up the Olympics saying yes. that this proves that Milo blah, 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 whatever his name is, <laughs> you is a great player. But then the Olympics mean nothing for Manu Ginobili. You're racist against Serbians. Screw you. You don't like Serbia. Tadosic is his name. And Man, basketball is his game. I can't wait till the NFL season comes yeah, because uh-huh. your your NBA takes this offseason are, wonderful. are horrendous. They're great. You, again, I'm working with people that refuse to watch and do any kind of due diligence and learn about this guy and instead are going to form opinions. Due diligence? This is the Ben Maller due diligence. When I get back from, from Vegas at the end of next week, I'm going to be like, oh, Lonzo Ball, he's probably the best player point guard in the NBA because he he tore up the summer no, league. No, that's not that's, true. That's ben Maller you're, you're, due you're, diligence. You're, hold on a you are comparing summer league basketball to Olympic and Euro League basketball? Olympic and Euro League basketball is better than summer league. Come on. All right, anyway, so the, the Ben Maller show, I'm working with idiots. Please help me. Uh, give me a call. We're also on Twitter at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. And everyone is in the prediction business. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. The Ben Maller Show has been called a show about nothing. However, Twitter is definitely something. Join the Charm Circle and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most of the funny sound bites of the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Danny. His last name is a mystery to most, but you can follow him at Danny G Radio. What if she's 5'10 and has a badunkadunk? And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. You dopes are getting killed here on Twitter for I'll your we are. incorrect analysis. Rob writes in, how many times does Ben have to be right before you finally agree with him? The uh, comment. Uh, how about the Smoke Runner well, says, read, ben, read, read my reply, Ben. Smoke Runner says, you're actually right. I've scouted <laughs> Milos.
Yes, Coop. <laughs> right before, right before you came back on the air. Yeah. Said Danny, when when he comes back, he's gonna read Rob's tweet and he's gonna read Smoke Runner's tweet because those are the only two idiots on all of Twitter That's not true. that agreed with you because That's they both want to hear their name on no, the that, live that air. That is incorrect. Uh, Smoke Runner says you're actually very right. I've scouted Milos in the last hour and his vision is out of this world, very smooth and effortless. Uh, that's from Smoke Runner, who knows his basketball. He's scouted for the Philadelphia 76ers for years. Uh, he's an expert. I lied. I'm a liar. All right. The uh, USA Today. You see what the USA Today wrote? <laughs> Just the idea of Smoke Runner scouting for the 76ers while he's, he's smoking weed in his apartment building, cranking our show up so the police get called. Oh, <laughs> uh, Markel Fultz <laughs> dropped him. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, the USA Today, the uh, the newspaper with the colorful weather map that's in hotels. I don't know where else they have it. Uh, here's what they said about this guy Milos. In Europe, they sometimes call point guard Milos Tezosic the magician for his wizardry and no-look passes in tight corners. A magician, they call this guy. He's the new Magic Johnson, according to the USA Today. (laughs) Oh, man. How about Jason, the big TV guy? He quoted me in Minnesota. He said, Tezosic is his name. Basketball is his game. Brother. That is absolutely correct. Uh, no, no question about it. Let's say hello to... The Fox Network has sunk <laughs> to a new low. Yes. Uh, let's go to Cliff in the middle of nowhere who's on Fox Sports Radio. Just imagine the smoke runner scouting report to the 76ers. <laughs> What's going on, Cliff? Yes. yes. Hello. What the hell are you listening to, Cliff? Hotel California, I think. <laughs> You have no idea. No, wait, stop. Why? Why'd you call the show if you're listening to music? Why? Why do you try to win a car at the music station? Uh, I apologize. <laughs> yes. I apologize for you, that. You ever, why don't you call? I did not cuss. I did not cuss. <laughs> you are hammered. Why don't you call up the music station with I our show playing in the hammered. background? There's no hammering. <laughs> Quick, turn it down. It's been almost 30 seconds. We're going to have to pay licensing fees. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we don't want to get in trouble with ASCAP. <laughs> this is, we got to pay every time we play music, man. Our bosses get upset about that kind of stuff. <laughs> how about them Astros? Yes, how about those Astros? That's exactly what we're talking about. No, stop, yeah. baby. What? Stop. What? 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 Oh my God! Oh, I, got, I can't. I'm done with you. I, I can't deal with that. I, can't, I cannot handle it. All right, it's uh, the Ben, ben Maller show on Fox, and uh, something uh, crazy has happened. I, I don't know. There's a bomb. I'm ready to bring the gas. <laughs> yes, exactly. We'll get to Big Ben's lame jokes of the week, and everyone's got predictions. We'll get to all that in 60 seconds. No long commercial break, but first. Let's find out what's trending. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Maller. 
Well, everyone's got predictions. Bob Arum, the Hall of Fame boxing promoter, says that Floyd Mayweather is not only going to win that fight with Conor McGregor next month, he's going to knock him out. He's going to knock him out. That's from Bob Arum. Of course, Bob Arum also in the fallout from the Manny Pacquiao fight in Australia uh, agreed with the decision. He said he could understand the the outcome of that fight, so take Take that with a grain of salt. And we do know now that next week it was announced, as I thought. I thought this would happen in London, but it's going to happen in L.A. The first Mayweather-McGregor joint press conference will be on Tuesday, the uh, the afternoon on Tuesday, later that night, the All-Star game, on Fox, but at 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific, at Staples Center in Los Angeles. Uh, they're going to have a news conference. Now, I would go to that, but it's during the time I sleep. So I, I, I have interest in this fight, but I don't have enough interest to lose sleep to go watch Floyd Mayweather and Conor McGregor dance around. But if you're listening to us in L.A., or if you can make it to L.A., they're going to put tickets. They're going to make tickets available. Are they going to charge for this? Can you charge for a news conference? They're going to make tickets available, I guess, today at uh, at about noon L.A. time. So. Will be a thing. Hey, speaking of odd things, uh, Koopa Loop wanted to go to the NBA Summer Pro League. So I emailed the contact at the NBA, and I got this cold form letter wow. in response. I mean, total douche who works for the NBA. And it was such an – the guy's like – Can't even get into the Summer League? Even, yes. We, They're who, begging people to go know, watch that right? crap. I know, right? He says, unfortunately, this is a form letter. Unfortunately, space limitations oh preclude us from issuing your affiliation credentials for this year's NBA Summer League to the recipient of this email. However, should anything open up, we'll keep your request on file and we'll notify wow. you. This you schmuck. to be kidding me. This schmuck. That to the, is outrageous. Yeah, so, so I, you know, Coop, I'm, or, uh, Eddie, I'm usually pretty professional about this stuff and I just let it go. <laughs> I wrote oh, back. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I said, I had, wow, I had no idea that practice games were so popular. Thanks. <laughs> Number one. Uh, I could not believe it. What a, I've dealt with NBA people for a long time. This is the biggest a-hole I've ever dealt with in the NBA. I hope this guy gets fired. What a schmuck. I mean, you, how, about, how about a little personal contact? How about that? It's a national radio show. I don't want a bunch of goofballs here, but it's a national radio show, and I get a form letter in response like I'm Joe Blogger? That's what I get in return? Really? Screw you and your summer league. You still going, Coop? Yes. All right. He's still going. He's going to buy a ticket to the summer league in Vegas this weekend. Are you going on Friday? Is that the game you're going to? Uh, I'm going on Saturday for uh, for Celtics Lakers. <laughs> Celtics Lakers. You know, Magic and Bird aren't playing in that game. <laughs> they're not, they're not, hey, it's actually still the best matchup of the summer league because uh-huh. the the Celtics they've got Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, yeah. and then of course uh-huh. we've got the big three. The big three, yeah. 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 Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, and uh, Zoo Alcindor. I, I did see. Was it Zubak Shakur? Yeah. Uh, is it Jed Bush? Who's the Lakers summer league co- coach? Judd Bushler? Is that his, what's his name? The old NBA player. Judd, Judd Bushler, yeah, he, he yeah. played in the NBA. Yeah, he's coaching the Summer League. And they said the Lakers' goal here is to win the Summer League. 
they want to they want to build the winning culture, which is like the equivalent of when the Lions went four and zero in the exhibition games and then lost every game in the regular season. Remember that they went four and zero and then they went zero and sixteen that year. That'd still be one more banner than your favorite team. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's say hello. Let's go to Paul, who's in Fort Lauderdale, and Paul is next on Fox Sports Radio. We got the lame jokes of the week. What's going on, Paul? Hi, Ben. Now, how you doing, Paul? You sound great, Paul. You're doing well. We got the best foreign player on the Heat, you know, Doran Dragic. Yes, yes, exactly. I was just thinking that. Now, yeah. the, the, are you excited about Kelly Olynyk? I that, never, never heard of the man. You've never heard of Kelly Olynyk? Well, no, but he, Johnson, I've heard of. Well, never Ke- heard of him. Well, Kelly Olynyk's like this, this uh, dirty white guy that uh, messes up people's arms and stuff like that. And we got Hassan Whiteside. Uh, yes, you've got. He's very good. Yes, we got so, Eric Spoelstra. We got Pat Riley. Uh, dropping names right and left. You're just throwing <laughs> names out randomly, Paul. That's what I do, Ben. You're you know a name me. tosser, is what you are. You're, exactly. Some people toss grenades. You toss names out. Is what you do. <laughs> Yes. And it's a wonderful weekend coming up, so I hope you have a blessed Sunday and you, Saturday. You too, Paul. Be good, okay? You, okay, sound, you sound great. I don't know what they're giving you, but you sound wonderful. All right? Okay, great. Take they're care. They're giving me medicine. That's good. It's working, Paul. You sound you sound better now than you did like six months ago. I, don't I know. know. I'm improving with age. You are getting better, buddy. Keep it oh, up. Okay, bye. All right, there you go, Paul from the hospital in Fort Lauderdale. He's kicking. Seriously, does he not sound better? It sounds much better. I don't know what kind of super drugs they're giving him, but keep it up, doctors. He's doing a hell of a job there. All right. Now, let's get to it. Here we go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's lame joke of the week. Jokes. It's lame jokes. We couldn't afford an extra S on such a tight budget. Now, before we get started here, I've been asked to read a disclaimer. And here we go. Uh, This disclaimer, the Ben Maller Show and Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week occasionally contains rather odd language which some have determined is unsuitable for children. Of course, we feel that children should not be listening to a radio show at 4.30 in the morning for most people uh, on the East Coast and 1.30 in the West, Uh, but I digress. Uh, Unusual humor will transpire here, which may be unsuitable for some delicate adults, And advanced nuance is often used in these jokes, which may be inappropriate if you're lacking the funny bone. So, in other words, if you are easily offended, we love that you listen to the show, but please turn down the volume for a few minutes here, for about 20 minutes or so. We don't want you to be triggered by anything you might hear here and have a hissy fit. So it's better for you, it's better for us, but if you have a funny bone and you can take a joke, That is what this is all about. We want to have a good time. And these are all listener-submitted jokes sent by people like yourself. And we thank you. We had a little, uh, not as many jokes this week as we've had in the past. I think it's because of the the 4th of July holiday. Uh, But we thank those of you that did take part and send the jokes in. So batting leadoff, as always, we say hello to the jokester Sirius Sean. Sirius Sean. Hey, Ben, I'm still playing this baseball game here. <laughs> yes, that is a vintage, Was that, 1993 or something like that? What year is that from? Maybe earlier than that. Uh, maybe from the 80s. Wow, the 80s, man. That's like the Stone yep. Age. All right, what's your joke here, Sirius Sean? All right, so since I am going to the beach this weekend, I got a fish joke for you. Um, so where do fish keep their money? Where do fish keep their money? I, I don't know. The riverbank. No! 
Are you winning the game? Oh, <laughs> uh, I actually down three to zero in the first inning. <laughs> oh man, I, I hate when you give it's up. Fernando early Rodney run. pitching. Yeah, <laughs> sucks. I don't even know who these guys are. You're like the you're like the Phillies. You're down three nothing before you even get to come up. Yeah, all right. Thank you. There's a serious Sean. And here we go. It takes the brain, Eddie. A pro- well, the way this works again. I will read the joke. Eddie will bounce the joke back to me. I'll give the punchline. Danny G will then play this if it's funny. And he'll play this if it's not funny. And then he'll play this if it could go either way. I was double fisting the doggies. I had a feeling you were going to play that, you idiot. Uh, okay. And then Coop will have his offensive jokes of the week. It takes the brain approximately 90 minutes to decide, or 90 seconds, rather, 90 seconds to decide whether or not you like someone. Is that right? Yes. Unless you meet LeVar Ball, then it's immediate. <laughs> All right. Uh, according to a study, Eddie, wishing someone luck makes them do better. Oh, is that right? Yes. Of course, it doesn't work if you play quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> oh, we're two for two. It's Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Some 16.4 million Americans believe that chocolate milk comes from brown cows. No. Yes. They had no idea there was that many Peyton Manning fans out there. Maybe it was my delivery. I don't know. Uh, Angels minor league affiliate held a spam eating contest in honor of the canned meat's 80th birthday. That happened this week. I've never had spam. Yeah, Bartolo Colon was not impressed. He says every day is a spam eating contest in his house. (laughs) 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 That was Mike. Thank you, Mike. For that, it's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. What you got, Coop, to bat lead off? All right, Ben. What is the difference between feminists and hockey players? Feminists and hockey players, I, I don't know. Hockey players shower after three periods. <laughs> I, lo- I love when Coop laughs at his own joke so hard. He's like, <laughs> yeah. he's so proud of himself. Sexist. Like a peacock walking around here. Look at me. Both uh, of both of my awful jokes today are from Josh on Twitter. Why why is the army so strict about their uniforms? Uh, I don't know, Ben. Why is the army so strict about their uniforms? To minimize casualties. Tees. No? Right. Didn't like that one. All right. Uh, this is like a coop joke, but I'll I'll read it. Uh, well, that's actually not a coop joke because it's not that offensive. Uh, what do a G-string and a barbed wire fence have in common? G-string and a barbed wire fence. I don't know, Ben. What do they have in common? They both run alongside the property line without distracting from the view. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Eddie, you heard about the latest Peyton Manning scandal in the news, right? Yeah, just, Ben it, Mallard told me about no, that. No, it just came to light that you know, Peyton had a cameo appearance in the OJ uh, TV miniseries, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He played the slow white Bronco. Racist. That's from Nick in Lamar's, Iowa, the ice cream capital of the world. Uh, let's pause for the cause. Yeah, we'll pause for the cause. We'll have the big finish. Coop's got a, he told me it's such an offensive joke that he's afraid to even tell. He wants me to read the disclaimer seven times in a row Uh-oh. before he does the joke. So we'll get to that and the rest of the Big Ben lame jokes of the week. We'll do it all. We'll do it next. It's been said the Ben Maller Show is the best-kept secret in sports radio. You can help change that. Word-of-mouth advertising is the best advertising. Post about the show on social media and help keep the show growing. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And right back to Big Ben's lame jokes. And again, 
The disclaimer, if you are a sensitive type of person, Big Ben's lame jokes of the week occasionally has a certain language which certainly is unsuitable for children who shouldn't be listening right now. Unusual brand of humor. And if you are someone who is sensitive as an adult, it's probably not for you. And also, you're lacking the funny bone. It's not for you either. So if you're easily offended, we love you, but we just don't want a problem. So give it a break for a few minutes. We'll be back to the regularly scheduled guest baggery in a few minutes. Back to Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week and where to go to next. Well, what's the difference between Amelia Earhart's final flight and passengers flying on United Airlines? Uh, I don't know, Ben. What's the difference? She survived. Uh, Kurt from Earth, who sent that one in, said, they say now spelling, smelling your food can lead to weight gain, according to a new study. Is that right? Yes. Clearly, they have not seen Brandon Ingram. You got to do like the smell test, and you got to do like look for a little goo. Did you hear that Donald Trump has a new plan to send money to poor countries? I did not hear about that. It's being called Orange Aid. Right, from Jeff. Thank you for that. A battery and a firework were arrested last night. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah, one was charged, the other was let off. (laughs) (laughs) Josh, Josh the jokester. All right, what do you got, Coop DeLoop? What kind of punch can take out 20 kids and six adults? Uh, What do you call a barber? That agrees with everything you say. I don't know, Ben. What do you call that? A ball-washing clipper. (laughs) Did you hear that LeVar Ball had some advice for Venus Williams? I did not hear that. Yeah, he said, stay in your lane! (laughs) 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 The delayed reaction from the coop. <laughs> oh, that's not right, that's Josh. That's great. Who came up with that <laughs> Josh one? Josh the Jokester came up with yes. that one. This guy, Josh, is really good. He sends them every week. He's got some good ones. Uh, well, hamburger helper sales have declined 40% in the last year, Eddie. Oh, really? Why is that? Experts are blaming Andy Reid's diet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, let's just do the closer. Here we go. Here's the closer. Uh, Bartolo Cologne. Yeah. You can't go wrong with a Bartolo Colon. No, it's already good. Bartolo Colon says he's still undecided on his next team, Eddie. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Colon said the Mets are interested, but he's holding out hope to get a call from Arby's. There it is! Yeah! Big fans, lame jokes of the week. And thanks to all you guys who sent them in there. We appreciate it. The loyal minions. And the email address, if you're listening on our podcast, the 22nd podcast, it's uh, Ben Maller Show at Gmail. Submit your joke, if you can, by early Thursday afternoon. We have the meats. You don't have to wait till the last minute. Like I, I, Some guys send their jokes in during the week, and, and I just compile them uh, on Thursday. So that's how that works. And we thank you all again for your participation. We're really concerned, though. Bartolo Colon, he's not going to be around next baseball season. He might not be around this season again. And it's about 75% of our jokes. From on top of the baseball world to treading water, the story of the Chicago Cubs 
But will it have a happy ending in 2017? We will discuss. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. You know the Cubs-Brewers game did not end well for Chicago when John Jay, an outfielder, was pitching in the top of the ninth inning. That was not that was not a good day. Uh, so John Jay, the outfielder, actually somehow got a professional baseball player to swing and miss at a 56-mile-an-hour pitch. I'm relatively confident that I could throw a 56-mile-an-hour pitch. I believe I have that. I think I did throw. I think I threw a little harder than that in Bakersfield last year at that minor league game, the Cal League, when we threw out the first pitch. It's a crafty right-hander. But uh, that's how I was. I was absolutely uh, – that's true. So let's get into this. The, the magic carpet ride of 2016 has now turned in to massive amounts of mediocrity. So far this year, the Cubs lost to the Brewers in a blowout and are now a game under 500, and are looking much more like the classic North Side baseball teams of a couple of years ago than the upstart World Series winning Cubs of recent times of last year. Uh, and yet, even with that latest loss, the the Brewers have a four and a half game lead in the Central. So Theo Epstein, boy wonder. The genius. Man, you cannot talk bad about Theo Epps. Uh, he was asked for a State of the Cubs address. And what did Theo Epstein say? The Cubs GM, right? This is the genius that was going around and talking about how great he was to everybody. What's, what's he say? Well, if you've not heard here, I'll give you the thumbnail version. Theo Epstein insisting that a trade is not the answer. Instead, he believes the tonic to what is ailing the Cubs and what will inspire a turnaround will come from within the walls of that renovated showcase locker room and that Theo Epstein believes that these blue-chip young Cub players will perform up to expectations in the second half after the All-Star break. So let's get into this. Let's talk about it. Now, the question is this. That's the thumbnail version of what Theo Epstein said. Are you with him? Do you sense a turnaround for the Chicago Cubs without a trade? No, I I do not. The 2017 Cubs are two things. They are spiritless and stale. That is what's wrong with these Cubs. You can say championship hangover, which is what we thought would happen. This is a team that needs the transaction, the Cubs. I hope they don't do it. Because I am a Dodger apologist, and I don't want the Cubs to suddenly get get hot and all that. I don't need that. So I would hope that Epstein will keep the status quo and did not make any changes. But the reason I say spiritless and stale is because I've actually watched a lot of the Cubs games this year. Number one, the, the, the whole championship hangover syndrome, which has been talked about a lot, we have seen no evidence, none, to indicate that the Cubs – are about to turn things around. We're 52% into the Cubs season, so we're more than halfway, just a little more than halfway through. And this has been a team that has played spiritless baseball. 
the, the Cubs against right-handed pitching, which is what you face most of the time, have a 28-37 and 37 record. They've got a 431 winning percentage against right-handed pitching. They've been okay against left-handers. You don't face that many left-handers. Now, when tested against the better competition, the teams that have the winning record, the Cubs have a 382 winning percentage against teams that are currently above 500. That stinks. So they have been tested, and they have failed the test when they've played the better teams in baseball. Now, meanwhile, Epstein and Joe Madden, remember this self-congratulatory victory tour that they did during spring training? They went on every media platform they could to pat themselves on the back about this burgeoning Cub juggernaut. And then something bizarre happened to the Chicago Cubs. All these can't-miss players, these super suspects that played so well last year, they've all morphed back into mediocrity. It's a pedestrian baseball team. Chris Bryant, the reigning MVP, is batting two sixty one. He's on pace to drive in 65 runs. Chris Bryant's on pace for 65 RBIs. Kyle Schwarber is tracking for 53 runs batted in, and he's got that 168 batting average. Now, he just came back from AAA Iowa, and how did he do in that Brewer-Cubs game? He had four bats. He went 0 for 4 with two strikeouts. In fact, I looked it up. Kyle Schwarber, who the Yankees wanted, the, the, the Cubs could have gotten some really good help for their pitching staff from the Yankees if they had traded Kyle Schwarber in the offseason. They didn't do it. Schwarber's got a strikeout rate of about 30%. Blind Scott does not have a strikeout rate that high. Okay, I, My guy in Boston, Blind Scott, makes contact more often than Kyle Schwarber. Don't! They, uh, Javier, Javi Baez, Javier Baez, the NLCS MVP, that schmuck, uh, in the NLCS last year. Javi Baez is hitting 262. He's on pace to drive in only 63 runs. There's a trend here. You've got Addison Russell, who's hitting 230 with scandal clouds around him. I can go on and on here. I haven't even gotten to the pitching staff. I haven't even gotten to the starting rotation. How's John Lackey doing? I haven't even done that, but you get the point. Now, the second thing, Theo Epstein, his public position, I'm going to assume he's like a politician. His public position is to stand pat. That's what he's saying. But privately, if you believe the chatter, the noise around baseball, Theo Epstein is not naive to what's going on here. And he's trying to get starting pitching and one other player to shake things up. Of course, he wants to do it without giving away the vaunted minor league system. So the the antidote to this, the cure-all is not going to come from within the locker room. Typically, teams wait about 40 games into a season to find out where they are. 40 or 50 games. They're like, all right, let's let's see. We're like a quarter of a way through. Let's see where we are. So 40 or 50 games, you will do an evaluation, and you will have a checklist of what we're good at, what we're not good at, how we can get better. The Cubs have now played 85 games. They need a jolt of caffeine. That's what they need. Again, I hope they don't do it, but if I'm the Cubs, I call the Tigers up and I say, all right, give me Justin Verland. I'll give you some minor leaguer I've never heard of. And there's also talk about Alex Avila, 
the uh, the the uh, white the Tigers catcher rather coming to the Cubs as a possibility as a, as a shakeup move. The bottom line, the World Champions of Baseball, the Cubs. Last year they had the sledgehammer, and now they go into competition with a butter knife. That's the difference between last year and this year. And and the one saving grace, and the one caveat to all of this is the division. The National League Central, Milwaukee, is playing beyond their means. And this was supposed to be a JV squad, the Brewers. And they have outplayed their their talent. Nobody else in the division is over 500. The Reds and Pirates are a steaming pile of goo. They're not going anywhere. The Cardinals are, well, cheaters, and they're you know, treading water. The cheating car. So it's, it's the same argument. It comes down to talent and production. And the Cubs have the talent, but it appears to have become stale right now. And they need a catalyst to reignite those competitive juices. And that, that whole arrogance, which I hear a lot now about the Cubs, which is odd because the Cubs were the complete opposite of that for so many years. Now they win a World Series, and now they've got this arrogance, this flamboyance about them that they're better and their minor league players are so much better and all their young players are great, and it doesn't matter. The Cubs will be back in the playoffs. See, the problem is they actually have to win games, and that has been the issue here. And Chris Bryant's not an all-star, so the, the, the Cubs, I saw the stat, they're the first World Series champ ever to have no all-stars that were on the team the previous year. They have an all-star pitcher, but he, uh, he wasn't on the team. They're closers. So it's the Ben Maller show on Fox, and it's the same old mistake that people make over and over again, 100% of the time. You assume that every minor league scouting report, every prospect who's really a suspect is going to live up to the hype and live up to the billing. And if you want to look at an example here, look at Kyle Schwarber as an example of someone who has certainly not lived up to the billing and lived up to the hype and is a disaster in the Cub lineup on a regular basis. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We'll take your phone calls. Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie is alongside. Where do those Brewers rank as far as uh, surprises there in the first half of the season in uh, in Major League Baseball? Uh, pretty high, I-, I would think, because they were supposed to be not even 500. And they're only a couple of games. The Brewers are only a couple of games above 500. What are they? What's their record now? They're, well, actually, they're more than that. 48. I didn't realize they were 48 and 40. So they're eight games above 500. Now, did you think the Astros would be this good? Oh, God, no. Yeah. I thought they'd win. The, they'd have a chance to win the division, but I didn't think they would. Uh, I didn't pick them to win the division, but I didn't. They've run away with everything. It's ridiculous. But the Brewers, though, are top 10 in baseball in runs scored in pitching in ERA. The Milwaukee Brewers are the, in the top ten in both pitching and offense this year. It's insane. Yeah, I'm trying to think who is their uh, who is their ace pitcher, their their leading pitcher. Yeah, the great Chase Anderson. I have well, no have, idea have who that is. Zach Davies and Chase Anderson, and don't forget Jimmy Nelson. How could I forget Jimmy Nelson? Yes. Of course, the wonderful Jimmy Nelson. I think he's won seven games or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, those are the big three. Three generic faceless pitchers. But collectively, they're getting the job done. 
Do you see what Deion Sanders said this week on the state-run NFL Network? No, I, I'm shocked that uh, anyone over there is uh, is working right now. I, uh, they're actually employing uh, guys during the offseason well, to come I, in, and the, the, the big-name guys. Well, training camp's about to start. In July 19th, NFL training camp begins, so we're 12 days away yeah. from that. Yeah. Well, I didn't see this live. I, somebody sent me a clip, so I, I didn't watch I it I figured Dion would stroll in about the time uh, you know the season starts. You would think. And they pay you the same, though, don't they? They pay you the same at the NFL Network, whether it's the uh, this time of the year or during the season, so. You want to get paid. What, what did he have to say? Well, he claimed that Coop DeLoop's Broncos must trade for Phillip Rivers. And Deion Sanders said that if that happens, that the Broncos will win the Super Bowl. That's what he said. You buying that? He said. I don't see that happening. Well, uh, of course it's not going to happen. But let's just play hypothetical radio and say that it did happen. Would you make the Broncos the favorite to no. win the Super Bowl? They no, would they, no, they would. Uh, they would certainly help their chances for sure. But no, I would not have them as the favorite. Philip Rivers doesn't know how to win. Make sure, as opposed be, be to be careful uh, what you say. Who the Broncos have right now? Band, how many, band, how many band, championships band. does Philip Rivers have? Oh, here we go. It's, it's, how many does every Trevor argue, Simeon every have? Every argument from Coop to Loop is the. It's the Laker championship argument. Every one of them, uh, according to Deion Sanders. Uh, he said of Philip Rivers, he's going to have to pull a Kevin Durant. He's going to have to pull a Chris Paul. He's going to have to be LeBron before LeBron was LeBron if he wants to win. Ban, ban, ban. you got to give me a break. Did, not he, did, he, just, did Sanders. he just I, sign an extension? Didn't he sign like a three-year uh, deal not too long ago? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, l- listen, the, the, but the charge, you're, you go to the games, you're a season ticket holder. Are you still a season ticket yes. holder? Yes. You are. Yeah. You just moved up a little bit, right? Uh, moved a lot closer. You moved close? Oh, because the soccer stadium. You said it. What's the first exhibition game? You don't go to the Seahawks, I think. Yeah, no, I don't go to those things. You're not going to go check out like a Ram uh, Charger game? I will not go to any preseason games. Coop's excited. He wants to go to some of those games. He's guaranteed to see the Broncos once a year in person if he buys tickets. Good luck. Those are going to be an expensive ticket, Coop. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> ben could though Ben could write you a letter and get you in maybe huh? no, no, no. no 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 well thank you for your interest in attending but uh, there's such a demand to watch players that won't be in the uh, NBA that we you know geez. I don't I, no, I don't know I don't know if I want to throw salt on the wound but that exact guy that that emailed you yeah gave Gascon a yeah oh yeah Gascon well, well I I did email uh-huh. late but I, I wasn't even so much with upset with the denial. It was the form letter. Ah. That's the problem I had. How about a little personality? I, I, the form letter really pissed me off. It's it's like the guy didn't even read the, the message I sent and just cut and paste his response, and that is bad customer service is what it is, and I don't forget things like that. Agreed. I don't. Uh, I, 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 don't, you don't I don't need access. Listen, if you don't want to let me in, if there's not room, that's fine, or let you in, Coop, but just be a human being. Don't be a schmuck. A, a New York NBA bubble schmuck, which is what that sounded like, this guy from the NBA that sent this form letter. Coop wanted to go to the Summer League, so I emailed this guy at the NBA, and he uh, wrote back a form letter. He didn't respond to my response, though, Coop. He didn't write back. when I. Well, it is a very busy time for the NBA right now. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Ben, I mean, I'm sure he's you know, up to his elbows and stuff. Does anyone – in I know baseball – spring training is kind of cool because it's fun to go to spring training, and I like spring training. But I don't believe that baseball fans get as excited about spring training as basketball fans seem to be getting about summer league. Am I wrong on that? 
Like, it seems like it's over the top, right? And people are like, oh, I could, I'm, I'm seeing clips being sent to me from the Salt Lake Summer League of these players. I'm like, who cares? Summer League basketball. All right, we'll take your phone calls. You know the number. We'd love to talk to you. Give us a buzz, and we'll take your phone calls. Also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller. You can be part of the festivities. The Coop Scoop on entertainment. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. Known as the most unique show on sports radio, the Ben Maller Show Facebook page is a must-visit destination on the social network. Like our page at facebook.com slash Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, thanks for all the great feedback from Big Ben's lame jokes of the week from last hour. People enjoying that. Keep the jokes coming in for next week. We'll do it all over again. Ernie says, Ben, you are correct about Theo Epstein and his culpability with the Cubs record, but the arrogance you speak of starts with your guy, Joe Madden. Well, Joe Madden was my guy like a long time ago when he was with the Angels, and he wasn't like that. He was like the coolest guy around, but. No one. I, actually, I ran into a guy that covered the Angels in those days, and and we were both like, I can't believe Joe Madden is like he's he's training as a possible Hall of Fame manager. You figure he's going to manage another uh, number of years and pile up the wins. He's got the World Series with the Cubs, and he got to the World Series with Tampa. That should be enough to get you in the Hall of Fame. You get to the World Series, even though they didn't win, the Tampa Bay Rays were in the World Series in my lifetime. Let's say hello to Angry Bill, who's on Fox Sports Radio. What about a nine-year-old girl? How you doing, Ben? Let's go to – I can't hear you, Bill. Your phone's terrible. I hopefully, we'll figure that out. Not that I really want to talk to you, but we'll hope, hopefully figure that out. Uh, Rachel is in Southern California in Montebello on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Rachel. How you doing, Ben? Did you have a nice holiday? Uh, yes, Rachel. I took a lot of time off. I didn't want to work too much. Uh, yes. <laughs> you know what I was? Uh, I wanted to offer as a suggestion. Why not have a uh, arm wrestling fantasy match with hot nuts taking on challengers, possibly uh, weed man hippie, and having real talk be uh, giving the commentary? What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Except. Our friend Hot Nuts dropped his phone in a bucket of acid. Hot Nuts! And, or something like that, and uh, he, he can't call the show anymore. Oh, so, that's yeah. a shame. Yeah. But it's, it's a good idea. But anyway, about the Dodgers, um, the trading deadline is not that far away. They talk about uh, the, you know, the sports buzz about uh, Justin Verlander, but what about Justin Wilson? They say he's in their Detroit Tiger bullpen. That might be a prospect for us. You know, nah, look, I would tra- if I'm the Dodgers. I, I trade for a, a starting pitcher. I would take Verlander if I wouldn't give up too much to get him. I, I think Verlander will do well in the National League. He'll be uh, inspired. He'll be like a jolt of energy for him to go to a pennant race and pitching at Dodger Stadium is a big ballpark. The Dodgers score a bunch of runs, so I, I would trade for him. I, I would get another starting pitcher. I don't know about. You know these other just. There's been a bunch of names that have been mentioned. I'm just you. You said Justin Williams, uh, Justin Wilson. I've seen that, but it's going to heat up, Rachel. Well, the I final week before the deadline. The final week. That's when it really heats up. 
Well, we need an extra extra help for uh, Kurt, uh, Clayton Kershaw in the postseason. You know how he has to pitch, like with two days rest. He's going to need some help. Well, he's going to have to do that. He's you know, he's making thirty million dollars a year. I would expect him to be able to pitch on a couple days rest and get it done. Well, let's hope so that yeah. it's effective. Yeah, I mean that's the playoffs. You're you're not you don't have as much rest. It's there's supposed to be some level of adversity, some hurdles to get over. Uh, in the playoffs. All right, uh, thank you, Rachel. Be Hi. good. All right, take care. All right, there, there she goes, the uh, the lovely Rachel. Len is in Washington on Fox Sports Radio. So, Len, I watched uh, the Mariner A's game. It was in my rotation because I knew you were there. I I turned it off. It was seven to nothing, Oakland, <laughs> and I and I turned it off. Len, did the Mariners come back? Len, is Len even there? Where am I having a conversation with myself? the hell's going on here? Believable. All right. You, uh, hello, you. Yeah, this is Angry Bill. What the hell's going on with his phone? Unreal. Uh-oh. All right. We'll hang up on him again. That's good. I got to hang up on him twice. He, he, had, he had called back and asked if he could just listen to the oh, show. Oh, he just wanted home. to listen? Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. There you go. Uh, well, the, uh, the Coop Scoop on entertainment. You want to do it now or you want to wait a second? Why don't we wait a second? All right. Yeah. Let's wait a second. Uh, call right now, though. If you want to be part of Balderdash, give us a call. Give us a buzz. Uh, you know the number. We're looking for at least one person, if not two. If our if our defending champion does not answer his phone, then we'll need two people for this. It's Balderdash. There's a golden ticket on the line, and we will get to that in 60 seconds. And the Coop Scoop on entertainment. All of it. But first, let's find out what's trending. This update is brought to you by True Car with True Car. You can find out what other people in your area pay for the same car you're looking for, new or used. Visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. In baseball, in the American League, the Rays beat the Red Sox 4-1. Boston starter Chris Sale took the loss despite a 12-strikeout performance. Twins beat the Orioles 6-4. Minnesota remains a game and a half out in the AL Central race. Blue Jays knock off the Astros 7-4. was the A's beating the Mariners 7-4. On the interleague scoreboard, the Indians roll over the Padres 11-2. Cleveland now has a one game lead on idle Kansas City for first in the AL Central and the Tigers top the Giants 6-2. In the NBA, the New York Knicks have signed restricted free agent guard Tim Hardaway Jr. to a four-year $71 million offer sheet. The Atlanta Hawks now have two days to match the offer or to let him go. Veteran free agent guard Vince Carter agrees on a one-year $8 million deal with the Sacramento Kings. Next season will be his 20th in the NBA. I'm Eddie Garcia. The Ben Maller Show is coming to you live from the Geico, Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com and get a free rate quote. And now back to Ben Maller. We'll have Balderdash coming up in a moment, but let's go to Hollywood and the Coop Scoop on entertainment right now, direct from Tinseltown and Justin Coop. All right, Ben. Loaded weekend and upcoming week in the world of entertainment. Now, as is uh, tradition on Coop Scoop on Entertainment, I'm going to do a quick reflection on on some things that I may have briefly mentioned or already watched. Uh, I mentioned the new Netflix original movie, Okja, uh, a couple weeks ago. It's uh, from a South Korean filmmaker, and it's, it's basically one of those... Uh, I guess the anti-animal abuse movies, but it's actually really well done. I watched that. And it's on it's, Netflix, is this? Yes. 
Oh, is that the one that's turning people uh, like vegan? Yes. Oh, I don't want to watch that. Yes, it's. I like meat. Oh, I mean, so do I. Like, look, it was sad, and it you know, it, it definitely was you know, it, it hit home. But yeah, I love meat. I'm not going to stop eating meat. <laughs> oh, You're yeah, like, but then I went to Wendy's. Yeah, exactly. Triple cheeseburger, and I was good to go. Triple bacon real. cheeseburger. I, did you see? Remember Prince Fielder when he he read a book and he stopped he stopped eating meat for a while. That's ridiculous. Player. Look, I mean, I've seen those those horrible videos that people share on Facebook with the, you know, deformed chickens and yeah. the pigs that don't have any room yeah. to move yeah, in yeah, their yeah, cage. Yeah, it's, it's it's awful stuff, but, but they still taste good. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, in theaters, uh, I this this Fourth uh, of July, I I actually went and saw the movie called Baby Driver, and it is being critically acclaimed. Uh oh, that means I won't like it. It, it's actually really good. I think you would like it, Ben. Yeah. Uh, it's got John Hamm in it. Um, it's got uh, Jamie Foxx. Oh, okay. Yes, it's 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 good stuff. Kevin it's, Spacey. Yes, Kevin yeah. Spacey, uh, one of my you, favorites. You would like it, Ben. It's really well made. What's the story about? It's it's kind of like a heist movie, oh, okay. but it's about the 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 dr- the getaway driver who's, so, who's is there a good plot twist? A young in kid. It? Um, no. You know, it's just it's a fun okay. you know right. kind of comedy movie. Uh, and then also, I briefly mentioned Snowfall on FX. It's about the birth of crack in L.A. in the in the 1980s. Riveting first episode. I suggest you catch up on that and watch it every week. It was great. I lived it, Coop. I don't need to watch it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Did, did you? <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Ralph Irvin over there with his hood card. Uh, that's right, man. <laughs> okay. Back in the crack days. Now, <laughs> premiering, uh, premiering today, actually, on Netflix, Friday, July 7th, is uh you video video gamers out there you might recognize this it's a new animated fantasy series Castlevania based on the 30 year old video game franchise it is an R rated animated yeah, series yeah that's so right if you were ever a fan of that check that Bring out it on then on Saturday July 8th on HBO at 10 p.m. it's a mockumentary which i don't know how you feel about those ben yeah but it's a tour de pharmacy now, this is kind of in the same vein. I don't know if you remember Seven Days in Hell. It was uh, Andy Samberg and uh, the guy from Game of Thrones who plays Jon Snow. They were doing like a tennis match kind of mockumentary thing. This is another thing. It's obviously about the world of professional cycling, and it's got a lot of famous people making cameos. It's got John Cena, Orlando Bloom, Will Forte, Maya Rudolph, and even Lance Armstrong making fun uh, of himself. Uh, screw him. Yeah, so that's, that he's, should be good. He's a heathen. Um, on Sunday, HBO at 9 p.m., The Defiant Ones. Uh, Danny G, you'll, you'll want to watch this. It's a four-part documentary, and it chronicles the musical careers of Dr. Dre and Jimmy Iovine. So, nice. Yeah, yeah, I've been seeing the billboards all around L.A. for that. Yes, uh, that starts on Sunday, and it will air the four episodes nightly until it's over on Wednesday, every night at 9 p.m. I guess Eddie's got nothing to add here. Are you not interested in this, Eddie? Or, uh, uh, isn't the Spider-Man movie opening this weekend, Coop? Yeah. Yes, it is. And I've, Man, I have... I want to f- mention that. I have, a f- <laughs> I have a friend that already went and saw it, of course, and they think it's the second best Spider-Man movie next to uh, the the number two with Tobey Maguire. Did you see uh, Amber Rose said that crotch uh, shot was Photoshop? Oh, you mean Black China? Yeah, she said it was all... Uh, it was all uh, yeah, the, her whole big uh, beef with her baby's daddy, yeah, Rob Kardashian. That's that's some of the most entertaining stuff that you'll find out there. Actually. Oh, just reading the comments on Instagram and Twitter. Should have heard uh, Coop and uh, Bobby G in here yesterday reading all the comments from 
all the, the uh, TMZ viewers. Were they doing that when they were supposed to be working on the podcast? Is that what? <laughs> Is that what was going on? I just, you know. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get to that. We'll get from from that, and I guess Spider Man's gonna do a hundred million. They say hundred million this, easy this weekend. All Easily. Right. All right, let's get to it. Here we go. Let's do it. It's just what you've been waiting for. It's Ben's Balderdash. What the hell is this? Formerly known as something we're not allowed to say. Hit it! All right, let's do it. Here we go. It is time for Balderdash. Now, this is a game show that's very popular. I've been doing this game show under different names for many, many years. We had a name that we liked, and we, we used the name for a long time, and then some schmuck decided, no, 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 you can't use that name anymore. And they sent us a cease and desist letter. So I'm not going to even say the name of the game that it was before because I like the Balderdash brand. I'm a fan of the Balderdash brand, and they've allowed us to have the game. So let's do it right now. It is Benny's Balderdash. Do we have our defending champion? Let's see here. Line uh, line, uh, one, is that it? Let's see. Coop's trying to figure out which line is which. Line six. All right, line six. Kevin in Columbus is our defending champion. Hello, Kevin. Man, how you doing? Welcome in, Kevin. And you are back again, a man full of excitement and full of energies, I remember remember from uh, last week. Yeah. No, you forget. Yeah, I forget. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, Kevin, hold on a sec. Uh, he is trying to make it two weeks in a row. So we have Kevin in Columbus, and you will go against Larry in Minnesota. Hello, Larry. Hey, Ben. Hello there. Are you ready to do this? Oh, yeah. All right. Well, this is where I do a little tap dance because I don't have the questions. So I have to wait for the questions, and then we'll play the game. How's life treating you, Larry? Oh, all right. Just got done with work. Just head home. Yeah, what kind of work do you do? I'm on newspapers. Oh, your newspaper. Got What's the plan for today? Anything good Friday? Anything good going on? Uh, I didn't read anything yet. I, I just got done, but i uh, didn't look too interesting what I've seen. No, no, I don't care about the news. I, I want to know what you're doing. Who cares about that? Oh, yeah. I'm just driving down the road. I'm uh, from the end of my route. I deliver to stores and carriers. It's about an hour, so missed you every day and uh, timed yeah. up perfectly for me to call in today. So that's perfect. All right, well, let's play the game. I now have the questions. Uh, thank you. We learned a little bit about Larry. All right, let's do this. We got Larry and Kevin, and here we go. The categories, gentlemen, are. Video Vixen, Making Movies, and Bean Town. Questions written by uh, Making Moves. What did I say? Um, oh, Making Movies. Making Moves, I guess, is the category. All right. Uh, so we have vid- Video Vixen, Making Moves, and Bean Town. Anthony in Anaheim and his girlfriend, who hates the show, helped put this together. <laughs> All right. Uh, Kevin, you're our defending champion. Where do you want to start? Making Moves. Okay, making moves. These athletes made their way into the NBA front office. Your okay, name yeah. your name is your buzzer, gentlemen. You each have one lifeline. Good luck. And we are on our way. You listening can play the home or car version of the game. For two, $200, this two-time champ for the New York Knicks is known better for his work as a coach. He just left the Knicks. Kevin. Uh, who's in first? Kevin. Kevin. Jackson. That is correct. Well, Kevin got that one right. And for $400, this two-time gold medal winner has won eight championships as an executive, but only one as a player. That was back in 1972. 
and he just changed jobs this offseason again. Larry. Larry. Jerry West. That is correct. Good job by you, Larry. Now, guiding the Clippers. Uh, $600. This five-time champion, head coach, started his career in the Lakers broadcast booth before Kevin. Kevin. Matty Johnson? No. Uh, would you like to steal here, Larry? No. No, okay. Pat Riley was who we were looking for. Pat Riley was a broadcaster after he played with the Lakers, and now he's been all over the NBA. All right, $800. Starting his career as a basketball player, this two-time champ as a player also won a ring as an executive with the Celtics. He's the youngest player in Blue Jays history also. Or he was the youngest player in Blue Jays history. Uh, Who is that, Kevin? Danny Ainge. That is correct, Danny Ainge. 800 for you, Kevin. Last last question in this category on Balderdash on Fox Sports Radio. It's making moves, the category. This 2006 Hall of Fame inductee, he's also a two-time champ as a player and was voted the league's executive of the year in 2003. He was the brains behind the Pistons' 4 championship team. Larry. Larry. Isaiah Thomas. No. Kevin, you want to steal? Uh, no, I can't remember. Him. All right. He's the guy that brought us Darko, Joe Dumars. Joe no. Dumars is the answer. Didn't get it right there. We'll keep it going on Balderdash with Larry in Minnesota and Kevin in Columbus. We have Video Vixen and Bean Town. Let's go to Video Vixen for 200. This category is about players who have been in music videos. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, $200. This all-time great quarterback spent his career in South Beach but made a cameo. Uh, who's Kevin, was that you? Dan Marino. Yeah. Hootie and the Blowfish video. He was in there. Uh, only want to be with you. Uh, $400. Here we go on Ben Maller's show, Balderdash. This NBA legend has been on the silver screen, and in the Jay-Z video, DOA, he recently lost his fifth finals. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. Really? Larry. Who? Uh, was it Larry? No. No. I don't. I don't know. Well, I'm going to say. No. Um, what? Cheating. I, I don't know. All right. Uh, yeah, you've, yeah, NBA, le- let's see. NBA yeah, legend who just lost the fifth final. All right. That's LeBron James, I was going to say. So. Yeah, you should have said that, but you didn't say it. So nobody, got, nobody gets the points on that. Yeah, it's LeBron James. Right now, people are screaming at the radio, what a bunch of dopes. That's what they're saying right now. You know that. You know that, Larry. They're like, I'm going to get a thousand messages. If I would have played, I would have gotten that right away. And these guys aren't good. And you wouldn't answer the phone, and I called the play. Yeah, I get it every, every week. You read it kind of weird. I think that's what it was. Oh, you blaming me? Screw you. All right, uh, $600. Here we go. This Hall of Fame guard appeared in the Michael Jackson video for the song Remember the time he was dressed as an Egyptian. He is currently president of basketball basketball operations for a Western Conference team and also a Hall of Famer. Award number 32. Danny's got a tattoo. Come on, guys. Danny's got a tattoo. I have his jersey number. 
Larry. Larry. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No. Some of Kareem's best basketball was uh, as a guard. I'm being annoyed. This game's annoying me. Why am I being annoyed with this? I'm being annoyed. These guys are annoying me. Uh, what is the score, Koopa Loop? Jeez. It's uh Can we end it? I mean yeah, if you want over. to. It's it's uh yeah. Kevin has six hundred, Larry has negative six hundred. Alright, yeah, this is it. Uh Kevin, I I guess who won Kevin? Is that the guy that won? Yeah, Kevin? Yeah, by default. All right. By default, the worst balderdash we've had in a long time. You get half of a golden ticket. Yeah, jeez. That's it. Uh, We'll get to Cowboys. Thank you, guys, though. I hope you have a better weekend than you did in the game. Uh, We'll get to Cowboys Corner. We'll do that. We'll do it next. Follow our exclusive Reddit page. Find our subreddit, Ben Maller Show, and be part of our revamping. Post stories and message other P1s. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll get to Cowboys Corner in a moment, but the weekend is almost here. It's Friday. The weekend's almost here. You're going to... Be spending some time sleeping. I will anyway. And uh, why not sleep number? Hear me talk about it. My sleep number setting is 50. My friends over at Sleep Number have introduced the most amazing bed ever. It's the new Sleep Number 360 smart bed designed to keep each of you, you and your partner, effortlessly comfortable with the best possible sleep. And like all other beds, the Sleep Number 360 smart bed This is the bed that allows you to choose your ideal firmness and support on each side of the bed. That's one of the things that separates Sleep Number from the competition. And now they've got this responsive air technology. The bed senses your every move. Imagine that while you're sleeping. Automatically adjusts to you so you stay sleeping comfortably throughout the night. Check it out. It's time to meet the bed that could only come from Sleep Number, the 360 Smart bed, and that's the only place you're going to find it. Now's a great time to come in. The lowest prices of the season where you can save $500 to $700 on the most popular 2016 beds. Visit any of the 550 Sleep Number stores nationwide. Visit sleepnumber.com to find a Sleep Number store near you. Chances are there's one real close. And be sure to tell them that Ben Maller sent you. Let's cowboy up on the Ben Maller Show. Cowboy John Brad, Windsor, Ontario, the birthday boy. Okay, 5.52 a.m. Eastern uh, Daylight Time on Friday, July 7th, 2017. Welcome to Boston, Gordon Hayward, uh, Ringo, 77 today. Julia Ruth Stevens, Babe Ruth's daughter, is 101 today. This guy's uh, a terrorist? Yeah, uh, Chuck Knobloch, 49 today. Tomorrow, Toby Keith will be 56. Jaden Smith. Uh, Will Smith's son will be uh, 19, and I'll speak to people on Monday morning. We hop by. There he goes, Cowboy John Brad. Where There's he a goes, complete load of crap. No one, no one knows. Violation. <laughs> that is, uh, that is for sure. Uh, not typically outkick the coverage comes up here, but management has told me again there is no show. They've they've been unable to figure out a show, so there is absolutely no show, uh, which is upcoming here. Now, I can't wait to see what happens later. Did you see the fallout, that Washington-Atlanta game, the three-hour delay? There was no rain? Sure, that'll go over well with baseball, right? Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm John Seifer. And I'm Jerry O'Shea. We spent over 30 years in the CIA uncovering global conspiracies. Conspiracies aren't just a theory to us, which is why we started our podcast, Mission Implausible. Everyone has questions about conspiracy theories, but with our background, we can actually answer those questions. Anyone can just start screaming about microchips and Jewish space lasers, but it's our mission to remove the bull and get down to what's real. Listen to Mission Implausible on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Paul Anka. And I'm Skip Bronson. And what happens when two old friends take their decades of experience in the business and entertainment worlds and sit down with our buddies? You get our way, a brand new show from My Heart Podcast, where we chop it up with our pals about everything under the sun. This is our podcast, and we're going to do it our way. Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.